Hey everybody and welcome to the Sunny 16 podcast. This show starts with a three. A three, right? So back in the depths of time, we started a show called the Sunny 16 podcast. And then we did a million, a gazillion, several hundred, tens of, dozens of shows. And here we are all today, all four of us, here to celebrate show 300. I am flabbergasted <laughs> collie wobbled discombobulated it, it's almost as exciting as the new series of strictly <laughs> <laughs> or a bake-off I, I, and, and here we are right okay so uh i've made my friends chuckle now which is a good part of the show i like that if i could do a, a show start that makes people smile rach you're smiling how are you doing hi ace yeah gosh episode 300 who'd have thought it all that time ago i think the first one that i came on board to do as as a co-host was the three amigos um many many moons ago now um but yeah uh, that that title always still makes me laugh um and uh, the the discussion of me and my ovaries in that very first episode <laughs> They were a very important addition to the team, right? <laughs> um, so it was it was an interesting baptism of fire um, <laughs> arriving within the the folds of the Sunny Sixteen uh, blanket, I suppose. Um, but yeah, gosh, episode three hundred, um, and how fantastic that we've um, we've managed to very deliberately time that with uh, with going to the photography show for 2022, um, doing the the show for that, and then the after party, and then it was like and show 300, ta-da! Yeah, absolutely cool, absolutely yes, all good fun and and well engineered. Um, uh, speaking of a a blanket fold of the Sunny 16 show. Folding the blanket of the Sunny Sixteen show, Graham. How are you? <laughs> I, I'm I'm laughing at the idea of us carefully engineering anything at all. And you could argue that if we carefully engineered it, maybe we wouldn't have carefully engineered it so that we had the photography show at the same time as Show Three Hundred, at the same time as the One Hundred Show on the Present Suite. Maybe that was actually terrible engineering, but you know what? It all works out in the end. It's it a is big celebration. Exactly. It's a delight. It's an absolute delight to be here. Like you, I am shocked and stunned that we've made it to 300. I never thought... <laughs> Let me put it like this. If it's show one, somebody had said to me, one day you'll be doing show 300. The next sound you'll have heard was me running and door slamming and then the car pulling away. I was like, no! <laughs> so many many things have happened in our lives since we did that very first show um and uh <laughs> yes well there we are Where's and and let's uh not forget of course last but not least this evening claire how are you for show 300 i'm really oh really excited actually and i was just thinking that when i first ever had contact with the sunny 16 was when i was a guest guess what episode number that was it was yeah, you got you got yeah. me. My, I've got a memory of a goldfish. <laughs> I, I, I ended um, up show three hundred because Graham told me just before we started. Um, <laughs> episode one two seven was oh. when you you invited me on as a guest. So that was November two thousand and eighteen. Wow! And then I came on as a co-host um, in May twenty twenty, which I'm not sure what number that was. Do you know, no, do you know I... what? You and Rach haven't aged a day since then. <laughs> Me and Graham, on the other hand, cle clearly have. Um, yeah, had a... it's not gone well for us, has it? 
I'm sorry, buddy. I've, I've got you. I'm, I'm there with you, though, buddy. It's all right. Yeah. I think the worst uh, thing is that now, you know, like in the early days, we didn't see each other. Now we, now we can see <laughs> our, our That's true. We didn't used to see each other so much, did we? Yeah, it was rare. We didn't do video recording in those days. This is so much better. Nobody had the bandwidth. Nobody had the bandwidth. It was like it was <laughs> no. Morse code back in when yeah. we started Sunny 16. It, it was, was a dull show listening to the beeps and dashes. <laughs> it was great. I mean, the, the number of shows where we had guests on, it's like, okay, right, can you just make sure everything in your house is turned off? All mobile phones are turned off. Make sure everything on your computer, you've got no other processes running. Do everything we possibly can to try and get, one, the machines running well enough, and two, the bandwidth going just to try and squeeze what we could out of the Skype audio quasi which was never very good it was, um, yeah. yeah those were the days eh? <laughs> that's probably, yeah and for was, a real long were... time <laughs> yes it was like that for a long time now we can just do it all in glorious video and it'll be fine mm-hmm. exactly so, Speaking of glorious video, uh, this is an audio-only podcast this week. Um, uh, uh, I was just about to say, yikes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, surprise. No, 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 audio-only this week. And we've got a a veritable audio treat. We've got lots and lots of of stuff uh, to to be included in this show. We've got things going on. We've got people that uh, have contributed little vox pops for us, uh, many of which were recorded at the photography show. Uh, So that's all good. We've uh, we've kept some good stuff to talk to you about. But... uh, First up, um, who's got some stories to tell? Claire, you've been to Revelatee, I think, haven't you? I... Well, I know you have. Oh, um, Claire, <laughs> speaking of bandwidth. Well, Revelat, which means reveal. But this is quite this is quite interesting and timely because um, theirs was an anniversary edition as well. So it was their 10th edition and it was called Time and the theme was Time Flies. So that's good. Oh, so um, how was the pronunciation then? Because we... Uh, I kept calling it Revelatee. But I think it's revelat, revelat, which means reveal to oh, reveal. Okay. Yeah, oh. honestly, it was it was. I can't say I can't praise the the festival enough. So I was on a residency. So I was very lucky. I got selected to be one of the eight people on this residency for a week. Um, so there was ten of us in the house. Eight eight of the the uh, residents that were selected and two tutors. So I had a week there, um, and that was lovely. Um, getting to know the festival, seeing the exhibitions and the area, learning our brief of what was expected of us <laughs> um, over the week and also in the coming year, because um, we basically next week, we all have to produce a body of work, our residency. So we'll all have a um some work uh, on this next year's exhibition um but it was wonderful uh, it's it's a it's a village it's set in a village about 25 minutes outside barcelona in an old um old factory like i think it was a textile factory um but excellent you know excellent work from photographers from all over the world really of a of a of a really high quality as well you know really great i really enjoyed it um a lovely atmosphere um a lot of people came i think because i had the week there on the residency um and they you know we were from all over the world so that was nice and then when it came uh to the main weekend of the festival you know we were just enjoying the festival with with everybody else but it's a really lovely place and and then what you'd have loved it because they had in the old factory all the work on display 
um and out the back in a place where you can have a drink and stuff and then all through the village they had photos on the walls throughout the village you know they'd included it all over the village and in different locations and it's all very walkable mm. so that was lovely um and then in the kind of little square in the center which a lot of people gather because there's little bars and stuff there they have more work on display and then they have all these stalls and they had loads and loads of um you can imagine camera stalls people selling cameras mm. <laughs> jeff and gabe would have loved it <laughs> it was deadly because <laughs> luckily i didn't have any money because i was like oh look there's an xs sx70 and there's a this and they were all really reasonably priced um but there was loads of everything i saw loads of Leica cameras loads of all sorts medium formats so it was a bit like a treasure trove um, and loads of film, obviously, being sold. So it was it was really, really, really good. Um, Sounds fantastic. Um, yeah. You have done something that you are very prone to doing, which you've deflected attention away from your own work. So yeah. tell, tell us, tell us about how, tell us about your part in the festival and, well, my and how that went. My, well my part because i was on the residency yep. so yes yeah, so what was expected of us of residents is to create a project which we are we're able to do it as individuals or we can work with another person that was on the residency with us or we could do something as a group um so we all began our project um and we were told our brief and what the theme is next year so um I think I, I don't know if I can say what the theme is next year yet, but um, so I began my work there because I want to link my here, the island here, with there and include some of the others in it. So I think for myself, I'm working on like a film and some still work as well. Mm -hmm. um, that's what I'm saying. So I got really inspired and um, I don't want to say too much, but I'm hopefully going to work with like drones as well. So yeah, mm, so I just realised I wasn't on mute. <laughs> yeah, so um, so that was great, and and what was also fantastic is it was a skill part of the residency as well was kind of sort of learning, introduce obviously introducing yourself and your work to the other residents, and we had people from all over the world, from Sweden, from um, uh, South Korea, from Buenos Aires, from Spain, from Peru um and uh, australia so we were <laughs> quite diverse so everyone had different skills as well to share um which was i found very you know for me it was really beneficial to listen or to watch actually uh people and their practice um and i and, and we everyone really worked hard because there was a dark room there so we had access to a dark room access to a studio um yeah it was great and, and a lovely house the only thing was it was really really hot and which was lovely because i love the heat but there was loads of mosquitoes and uh it's just like you know oh, they love me and I, I just covered myself in in spray repellent and i had cream on me and i still got bitten so i ended up again with about 20 <laughs> 80 mosquito bites it was just like really really bad for mosquitoes um so that was the only downside. <laughs> uh, mosquitoes, mosquitoes, they love Red Bull, Claire. And I think they're probably just going for you because your blood is basically like me, Red Bull. But I don't drink it anymore. <gasps> yeah, I oh stopped drinking. Goodness. You heard yeah. this from Claire the other week that she yeah. was telling us that she's, uh, yeah, completely I detoxed. Turned over, I it. turned over a new leaf. Didn't yeah. believe it. 
<laughs> so Claire, um, yeah. I was just wondering, you, you actually mentioned that there, were, there was a dark room there and people yes. working on that. Were, were people, the people who were on the residences with, residency with you mostly um, photographers going out and shooting or were they mostly working in the dark room or was it very much a kind of like 50-50? It, it was a mix. Um, there was some people that were like basically doing all the research there. Mm. Uh, there was a handful of people. I didn't use the dark room actually when I was there. Mm. It was so hot in there. Yeah. But also um, there was a handful of people that like that's what they did. They got up every day. They were in the dark room doing their thing and then in the dark room. Mm. Um, I was more out um shooting um and then, then then yeah so it was it was kind of a mix that's cool i was wondering how they managed that because like you say there were what eight of you plus the two yeah. teachers and i was like there's only one dark room and it's you know because obviously it's an analog yeah. festival you know mm -hmm. and a residency i wasn't sure how how that would work you know if you had to like book in the time or, yeah. or if it was just kind of like organically worked out yeah it organically worked we had like a schedule so we had like mm -hmm. things that were mandatory that we all had to be there for and but as a group I thought we all got on it exceptionally well which was which was really good so that so people would share and there was like a set of keys so people would say okay I'm going to be in the dark room to this start time and you know mm -hmm. come back and give you the key and you go in for the afternoon or we'll swap and so yeah everyone was very considerate so that was good. And what were the kind of mandatory things? Was it kind of like talks and was it sharing? Yes, ideas, we, all, we, kind of we all had to introduce ourselves on our work and different things. And then things like we had a tours of the, the factory and, and different bits and pieces. Um, and then you, you had your own, own own time, really. So it went really quick, but um, it was very, very good. Yeah. So it was a week, right? And then yeah. over, over the course of this next year, you're... <laughs> individually and oh, all like, yeah so we're all going to be coming together um virtually obviously <laughs> um to, to sort of see how how we're progressing with the pro with our projects or whatever um and then the work we have to have our work finalized um so because so it can be exhibited at next year's festival Maybe. yeah so you got to see last year's residencies residences work yeah, yeah it was odd because i think they've had we've had like the covid haven't we mm, that's there's true, been yeah. a lot there's like a there was like a there was like a gap excuse me um but yeah but really great stuff i mean um i mean i was really pl pleased uh someone a photographer i know actually christina fonserer she does beautiful work she's another polaroid artist but she mm. does the uh, the peel apart film mm. she does beautiful work it always reminds me of sally mann's work mm. she does all of like she's tracked um a group of girls from sort of when they're about three or four and they're all about 13 now 14 mm. so there's like work of them she photographs them every year and it's and it's very atmospheric really beautiful so she actually had a, a wall of work there um there's a, a, a very well known um spanish photographer is he called now i'm going to pr pronounce everything wrong is it jo joan fontaine is it um you'd know his work he, he he his work was there he'd done this whole thing on dinosaurs it's quite interesting and he gave a talk as well that was really funny and it was all in i managed to follow it all in all in spanish and get get the gist um wow. yeah there was there was yeah and there was oh there was like this amazing um wedding photographer oh, you have to look up on the website mm -hmm. um because you can you can see uh, snippets of of the of the of the of the of the work um but it, as always you know really really inspiring so someone had done a project called um 
was it called barely legal i think it was all the all the women in the pictures were like i think they were 21 mm -hmm. so something about that kind of age and then at the other end of the of the other end of the spectrum someone had done um a project called what was it called waiting it's basically like when you're waiting to die kind of thing and it was ladies um from japan and they were all about 100 mm -hmm. so it was all these um they were all naked and it was like these ladies and they were about 100 and i'd never it was quite interesting because i'd never really seen anything like that before um yeah it was do you think any of the ideas that you saw or things that you came across during the festival this year will inform your practice as you go forward over the next year outside of this residency itself claire do you think yeah well i got the whole yeah because i got my office i formed my idea rachel when i was there mm -hmm. so i came away because i'd given it thought before i'd gone and then when i was there from the influences you're right that i saw and from the people that i was on the residency with and the kind of sharing of ideas and different things yeah informed what i'm going to do um so i might um try i might work with maybe i i, I might even i'm thinking about what camera i'm, I'm gonna work mm -hmm. most from and whether i'm gonna like <laughs> graham's laughing switch <laughs> to cameras to like a medium format or something i'm thinking about definitely drones are going That's to be involved yeah <laughs> that was one of the episodes that we did i don't know if you remember we talked about the uh wet plate drone <laughs> yeah. remember that? i do remember talking about that yeah <laughs> well, so there we go that yet. yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's great it's like, i get to go back next year so i was thinking yeah. i have to go probably go back to hang the work and then yeah, that'll be before the festival and i'll be at the main festival can I ask me, being there, obviously being with seven other creative people and yes. also seeing the work that's been done by the people who have, you know, who are exhibiting this, do you find that intimidating at all? Because honestly, it would give me the absolute heebie-jeebies, I think, seeing the work that people have done before for it and seeing what everybody else, I'd be like, oh no, <laughs> I'd be running for the hill. How does it make you feel being in that situation? Um, well, I, well, I I was more excited because I think out of curiosity, when you know they released um, who the other participants were going to be on the residency, and I was kind of given some information, you quite naturally don't you look up or oh, who 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 you're going to be with, just just out of curiosity, and I naturally look up other people's work as well again out of curiosity and also if you're going to be with people it's kind of a bit of out of respect so I'd already seen so I felt more exciting exciting excited as it as it panned out it was very fortunate because I think you always get a bit nervous don't you because you think oh we're going to be like strangers we're going to be together for a week and how's it going to go and will we'll we kind of all get get on okay uh, and it went went very well so everyone was actually very um very pleasant and and very kind of generous with their time and their ideas so yeah it was it was inspiring um i mean there was a couple of filmmakers there so for me that was really interesting um uh, a documentary maker and um <clears throat> excuse me um someone who stages um big shoots for different kind of um clients and stuff um but their practice they they like they love um wet plates There's quite a lot of people doing wet plates um there 
um, that was quite popular, cameraless photography. Um, there was um, a, a girl who um, actually, I shared a room with her and um, she did all this amazing like pinhole work and she had all these cameras with her and really lovely cameras that she'd like built herself, you know, um, wooden ones. So it was, it was interesting hearing her ideas and her projects that she's currently working on going to build on her one of her projects she was expand it if you like to to move forward to, to this one um but so anyway I'm, I'm digressing from Graham from your question um it didn't make me it didn't make me run from the hills I mean obviously I was highly aware that there was people on that residency that had way more skills and way more knowledge than I did uh, but then they were fascinating to listen to and um it was an opportunity to learn because you never stop learning do you um so uh so 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 yeah so it was good and and of the evenings as well we all decided to just take it rather than going out we all decided to take it in turns to, to cook in the house so that was more coming together and more sharing of mm. like you say practice and, and and stuff and ideas so i learned a lot off you know off, off, off the other people in the house because they were very, very some you know really skilled. Some of them. Mm. So I'm always the technically weak one there, or whatever, maybe at the less school. But yeah, it's great. It does sound awesome. Can you remind me, Claire? Was that was this a residency you applied for, or did they approach you with the offer? This one, I saw the open call, mm -hmm. uh, and I and I and I applied for it yeah because I thought I'd lost I'd seen it and then I think the deadline passed and I think they I don't know if they extended the deadline I can't remember now no I applied and I was very lucky um to get a place um can I ask is it one where uh, in terms of the like final work that you produce for it from it Claire yeah. um is it one where you would then potentially sell your work at the end um or is it that as in do they pay you to go and be part of the festival or mm. is it that they provide that space um for you to be able to kind of like go there if you like and do that rather than it being a paid placement if you see what I mean <laughs> uh for the well for the residency mm. um like all, all our accommodation was you know we were given this lovely yeah. <laughs> house we didn't have to pay to be in the house uh, and we were fed all the time we were there you know we got like our meals and everything. Um, what else did we get? Um, I was wondering, are you looking? Are, you, mean, are you going to be I producing know. something from it that you will then be sort of like yes. a book or something of your work? I wasn't, you know, I wasn't quite sure the end uh, product. I I'll be, yeah, my end product. Or I'm, if I'm, there is one, maybe there isn't I, one. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm going to aim for ten, mm -hmm. a series of ten to twelve, but tens in my head of like 50 by 50 inch pieces you know on dye bond in in um what to call them box frames because that's how i like so that's what i'm aiming for to exhibit now in this exhibition <clears throat> i didn't see kind of any kind of prices so i don't know so whether i would imagine that it was it was like you know the work was on show i suppose if there was anyone really that interested or or collectors ever i imagine they could contact the artists direct i never noticed any yeah i just i wasn't sure having having not been at yeah a festival like that before you know so, some are kind of like print fairs and some are yeah kind of, oh there was 
but others aren't you know so yeah in the main exhibition space i didn't notice but i imagine mm. you wanted to maybe you approach the artist whatever but if for, for prints mm. there was like a square rachel because they had they had the main exhibition space mm. um and then they had like you say works on display throughout the village as well mm. in different venues mm. and on the walls and stuff and then in this in this square um over the main weekend people had you know where all the cameras were for sale mm. some people also had were selling prints ah, i see okay so there's okay. kind of like a market aspect of so it they were, well. yes yeah yes. so people were selling stuff so people were selling prints and mm. um print you know prints yeah. on stuff <laughs> yeah. i did see there was that aspect that was more in the square gotcha i did see a little bit on their instagram actually yes. of that you know and some of the stories and and things yeah. and reels that they'd obviously put up um with it being in spanish i think most of it was in spanish i, I couldn't quite mm. figure out you know what exactly what was going on obviously i could watch it and go oh i think that looks like what you were talking about like the yeah. um, uh, um, the camera stalls and things but i wasn't sure yeah. about the exhibition part they have a book fair as well okay. um i think the book fair was the weekend i think after right. the main weekend so it opens in september the main weekend was when i was there and it was it was really fantastic and then the weekend after that is all about books um so photography books huh? um so you know, there's lots of and obviously people will sell those books and i i, I was it was great because there was a book i wanted to buy out because i was very fortunate when i was there because the weekend before <laughs> um i had to be in the house for the, the i went to the house for the sunday and on the saturday before when i was in barcelona there was um barcelona photo you know um uh, so that was good and there was a great there was a bookstore there and I saw this fantastic book and I can't I wrote the name down I can't remember it off the top of my head and um I meant to and then I saw the person selling that book in yeah the village well no they were just there as a participant and I meant to meet up with them before I flew back to get that book because they they were in the bookstore um the weekend after but they're going to be in paris photo and i'm there so I'll, I'll get the book but so that yeah so basically you can sell prints in the square and then there's books for sale and right. loads and loads of cameras it is deadly <laughs> <laughs> did you um, and films. Did you with any souvenirs claire i didn't i was really good um because <laughs> I was tempted. I was looking at a couple of cameras. There was a Minox. I saw a Minox. I oh like, no! <laughs> I, I saw SX seventy and Minox. I saw there was like a Leica, not that I could afford it. There was there was everything. There was those um, those Yashica cameras that I really like. There was lots of medium format cameras. Um, yeah, and there was like row stall after stall. So it was good like that. Mm. And printing options, Rachel. See, so you could have your dark pop up dark room there love it i, I would yeah. love, I'd love to do that yeah i've um in the sun yeah it, it's 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 something that i had come across obviously in the past we've spoken to a few mm -hmm. uh, guests who i think have either been or been as participants or, or you know um it was generally something that i knew of um, and yeah. thought this looks absolutely wonderful um yeah. but had never had the opportunity unfortunately to to go so yeah, yeah it's something i would I would love to do and i'm so pleased for you claire that you had such mm -hmm. a great time it sounds like you know um yeah we're all really proud of you aren't we you know like the, yeah, i was, I was lucky it was a privilege i was aware when i was there i was thinking i am really fortunate and so claire you have fabulous work like mm -hmm. you do wonderful work so, there's no reason why you wouldn't get but that. 
but know? now I'm scared. Graham was asking, and was I scared? <laughs> I am scared now because when I, when I saw when I saw that that like the level, you know, that way they were showing, I was like, oh god, you know, I have to make sure I have to produce like good work. I'll tell you one exhibition though that was really, I think it's on their website that was really moving, and it was in the streets. They had it on the what, lovely big wall um Im images in the street someone had done a what was it cosmic goodbye um it was a woman that had documented i think it was over in over in america and um every time she went to see her parents over the years they would come out the house and wave goodbye to her when she was in the car so over years she'd done these images of her parents stood on the um like the yeah, driveway which is really yeah porch driveway of um sort of a very americana house waving and then you see the parents obviously aging mm. and then suddenly in one image like the dad's not there because mm. he died and then so the next ones are just the mum there and mm. then then the mum passed away as well so then she just went back to the house um a couple of years later and just took the the house mm. you know just the driveway empty but th that was really really moving yeah yeah i, I think I had come across that exhibition. Mm -hmm. I, thought, I think Graham was nodding as well. You might have seen it yourself, uh, Graham. Um, I don't know where where I came across that. I'm not sure exactly. But um, so the artist had had created them as large pieces and put them up in the square. Is that what you were yeah. saying? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, isn't that because it's the sort that's the sort of thing you just don't really get chance to see like normally. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, is it? You know, it's it's mm -hmm. kind of maybe a scroll on instagram or on twitter yeah. or something like that okay. you know or you hear about it but you you don't actually get to see something physical and yeah. as large as that i think and, and then another there was, i mean there was loads i mean there was one this wedding photographer mm. um who'd who'd done where was he based it was somewhere like it's somewhere in um someone in romania mm -hmm. and he'd done like these wedding pictures from like the the 80s onwards and that was crazy yeah uh, really interesting work and, and it was almost there was like an installation piece as well and another one I liked was and the photographer was there because um he asked one of my friends because I have a couple of friends that live in Barcelona they came met me on the Saturday um and he asked one of them to take a picture but he'd documented his like his um his uh, village or small town over 25 years and he had a specific red cushion so he would always put the cushion down so all these pictures everyone had to sit on this red cushion and there was people of all ages all backgrounds and the way it was displayed as well was really inspiring because they had the pictures on the wall but he kind of lumped put on some of the walls they were like uh prints all together so it almost looked like wallpaper I can't explain it, you'd have to be there. So it was interesting to see for me how other people present their work as yeah. well. Yeah, that's what, what frames people use, do they use frames and just the style and, mm. and yeah, so it's all right. That can be that can change the look of a piece so much. Like, yeah, the, the, you know, uh, not even just talking about photography, but in terms of like art and stuff. If you go into a gallery or if you talk to somebody about like, if you go and look at a piece of artwork and if they hold it up in its frame against a different kind of color wall or something yeah. that gives you yeah. such a different feel to it and the framing itself and how you hang it and you know whether you see edges whether you don't see edges if it's mounted mm -hmm. if it's matted all, mm -hmm. all these other choices that mm -hmm. you make as a, an artist as a photographer or as a creative to 
kind of like display the work is also such a bit big part of it and can so change whether it has impact or doesn't have impact what what's that saying as well so yeah I, I think that would be really fascinating actually how how mm -hmm. people do that totally yeah so lots to do now between now and yeah. next year it's a good <laughs> challenge it's a goodly yeah, challenge it is, for it us, isn't it? it's mm. yeah it's yeah keep keeps you focused i'm sure I, it's, yeah, it was, and it, i think as well that when you start if anything that makes you a bit anxious i think is good because you're learning aren't you because you're put, having to push yourself and, and you're learning yeah definitely definitely if i move on to a different camera for this set and i'm using direct well i'm definitely going to be like totally again out my out my comfort zone but then i'm going to be learning more so that's quite a challenge is that's a good challenge i think isn't it to just push yourself on a little mm -hmm. bit to some discomfort to learn yeah absolutely well that's uh we'll be we'll all be following your adventures then over the next year yeah and, uh, i'll report how i'm getting along yeah it, 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 it just makes makes me feel like the cheap shots challenge is a little bit easy you know it's like... <laughs> well actually talking of cheap shots challenge we had a, a brief conversation didn't we earlier in the uh in our sunny uh sunny times chat um and uh, obviously i've i've not been you know kind of like around and as involved and what have you um f most recently so i was wondering where we were up to with that and apparently it's not happening at the moment but i was like well then this would be a perfect time to to maybe maybe do a new one i don't know how, how does everybody feel about a cheap shots challenge yeah i'm so game you, yeah <laughs> i think we yeah uh... It's been, okay. I can't remember how many. How Overwhelming with the positivity there, Graham. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. No, no. Listen, I love the cheap shots challenge. You don't need to sell me on it. I love the cheap shots challenge, and I think it is a year since, more or less a year since we wrapped up the last one, because okay. um, we haven't done. I don't think we've done one at all this year, have we? Because we had like the monthly don't, prompts. Don't recall. Tried. Yeah, don't recall. I think we should put. Maybe, maybe we'll let's let's put our thinking caps on and maybe try and launch a cheap shots challenge next week. Then I'm a little bit mindful that this week is Holger week, so mm -hmm. I have my Holger here. Who has a Holger? Graham found his, I noticed in the, in the bottom of his wheelie bin, Graham <laughs> found his, which was a bit distressing to me, seeing as I gave you that as a present. Was that from Aid? Yeah, it was That's indeed. So when indeed. Holger first went bankrupt, whatever year that was, it was like about 2017. We hadn't been going on the show very long, I don't think. Um, and Holger went bankrupt. I was like, oh, that's a camera I've always wanted to try and never got around to buying. So I bought three of them. Wow. And I gave oh, one yeah. to Gray, and I gave one to Graham, and he's like, "I hate Holger's real and I didn't use it for years. And then it's been posting this week of finding a Holger in the bottom That's, of his wheelie bin. I, I have, I have shot. I, I'm not going to say I have shot loads of rolls with the Holger, but I have shot like a few rolls to the Holger. But I, I do generally at least once a year. And um, yeah, I haven't got my Holger in my hands at the moment because my Holger is in my van because I have been shooting with it this week. Um, I loaded yeah, it. Up I turned before. mine into London Town today. Okay, what have you got loaded into yours? HP five. See, that's the sensible choice. I've. It, it, do you know what? I went to my freezer and it was like, oh, I'll dig out some nice colour film, and I was like, oh, I've only got Ooh. black and white. Rachel's got a lovely red one. Red yeah. red, that's a beautiful Holger Rach. That is this, this is my um, uh, this is my Christmas present last year. Actually, I went out around um, Harden, which is a, a very small town in uh, or village in North Wales, mm -hmm. on Christmas Day last year, and shot a roll 
through through this. Um, still need to actually go and see what's on that roll. Unbelievable. <laughs> the Rachel <laughs> Brewster story. I know, right. Well, come on, Graham. You can't talk. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I do need to uh, I do need to get that processed. Yeah, okay, good. He's waving uh, literally a sheet uh, of negatives at me at the uh, at this point, just to prove his point. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, so uh, I need to uh, to go out and get get shooting with that again. So yay, exciting stuff. I, I realize it's gone bankrupt. Oh mm. right, well it was it was a thing years back. Uh, I mean they 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 said oh we're not going to make any more or something like that. And then I think somebody else must have like bought the designs yeah. or something like that. Yeah, because because clearly yeah. you couldn't knock up the design for a Holger overnight on a <laughs> on a hangover. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah. um, I just came. I got a Delta One Hundred loaded into mine because that was the first film that came to hand. It's slightly expired Delta One Hundred, which probably isn't a very good idea. But what what I'm doing with it, I mean, I'm sure the results are going to turn out to be absolutely lousy. But um, I'm doing that thing of basically not making double exposures in the sense of trying to layer one picture with another, but firing mm. the shutter multiple times to build up enough exposure for yeah, a single yeah. image. Um, right. So, I'm trying that to see how it looks because mm -hmm. the, the subject matter. Um, Hang on. No, Go so on, on, on ordinary instant shutter, but because mm -hmm. you have to wind it on with the holder, you can yeah. you can easy fire. So, I was just you know, so, so say I there's a scene and go, okay, well, this is not going to be quick enough. So I probably need it probably needs a fifteenth of a second, but it's going to give me a ninetieth of a second. Well, okay, in that case, I'll just fire it like four or five times instead yeah. and okay. build it like that. Um, Partly because I've made a poor choice of film, but and partly because I'm taking it to gardens to take pictures, and there's nothing very interesting to take pictures of. So it's like, well, maybe if they're just messed up, that'll somehow, by the magic of lamography, make. Are you putting it on a tripod or just doing it handheld? I just doing yeah. it handheld. I did. I did take one this morning whilst I was balancing on my steering wheel. So, you know, that'll I be much more stable. I, um... I was driving. <laughs> oh no, it was the Diana. I've got. Um... I've got to, I think I've got a couple of Holgers and obviously my Dianas. And do you remember they brought out that kit for the Dianas where you get all the different little lenses and things mm. to put on? Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and different colours, like the different colour gels to go in the gels. Well. Yeah. No, I, don't have, I don't have a flash on my Holger. It's just a basic one. It is a glass lens one. It's a Holger GN, 120GN. Yeah, which is one... so it's a basic it's a very basic one apart from mm -hmm. the fact that it has the glass lens rather than a plastic lens mm. i love the yeah. way you said it's a very basic one as if any of them any of them are anything other than very can basic you just ones. all right so i don't know if you can see this piece so the back doesn't fall off mm -hmm. and i got my i got my my tape for over the window which has got a little flap on it like mm -hmm. so i can take the seat so I, i'm i'm pretty yeah. I got my Holger pretty sussed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very impressive. <laughs> That's the thing because I haven't processed my role yet from last Christmas. It means that I actually have no idea where the leaks are, what it's going to come out like. So, yeah, mm. I really should do that first before I try and shoot another role. But and yeah. I, I said this before, but don't leak. <laughs> the um, <laughs> the American photographer Nancy Rex Roth, her work that she did with the Diana camera is mm. really really good what mm. kind of um, subject is it people okay. um so like portraits portraits okay. her mm -hmm. kind of village her a bedroom i i mean i there's a shot i'm going to hold you up i don't know if you can see mm -hmm. probably can't see for listeners i'm holding up a shot of the the old lady at the end of the 
you probably can't see no. it so okay. like at the end of the road. It's fantastic. And she's done one. If you if you look her up, there's a lovely one of her bedroom. It's just very simple. Mm -hmm. But when you see her work all together, it's got that very Americana feel, hasn't it? Mm -hmm. Which I'm a sucker for. I love it. Uh -huh. it's very Americana. Feels like a mid mid middle of the afternoon. Everything's quiet. Something a bit dreamy about it. But it's really. I think her work's very very well thought through. Mm. And so if I could deliver stuff like that off of Dan, I'd be really happy. If you see it all together, I think it's beautiful work. So it's nice to see someone, I Iowa it's called. She did that's her famous. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Look, it looks good. Iowa. It's good, isn't it? How would you explain it, Aid, in case I haven't put a Well, in terms of the aesthetic, uh, the aesthetic is very much what you get if you shoot black and white film through a Diana or a Holger. So uh it is nicely blurry uh with lots of heavy on many of the shots uh but it's not about it the, the aesthetic is one thing and is is quite well you could argue it's quite predictable <laughs> um if you shoot with that kind of camera uh but the way that yes i agree that what she shot is you know it is it does give you that americana feel uh, uh a lot of it i noticed was shot in the 70s yeah. Um, so uh, in the early 70s, so you've got that sort of uh, you, you've got the same sort of sort of architectural styles as you might find in early Eggleston work and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. That sort of Americana, deep south. I don't know where I would say I was. Yeah, so I was yeah. not in the south, is it? But but middle America, then, let's say. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, it's good. She She has a tendency to fill the frame with her subject. So mm. the, 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 there's no doubt when you look at these images what the subject is. It's a person or it's a house mm. uh, or it's a sofa mm. or, or something. I, I'm looking at one here where it's like it looks um, it's the inside of a theatre or, or a cinema. And it's the use of the light is how the light comes through. And it they have that. They have a feel as well, almost of like an abandoned village. You know, everyone's fled at. <laughs> three o'clock and this is what it looked you know this is what happened something strange happened and this is how it's all left but yeah it'd be really I, interesting to know some of the technical complexities i know i don't normally go in for sort of technically what's going on here but the a lot of these are, are show lots of camera movement especially mm -hmm. the indoor ones and i can imagine in the early 70s fast film was probably hard to find you couldn't just pop a roller delta 3200 in your camera i expect in those days although maybe you could i don't know but um, it, it seems to me that there's, you know, there's a lot of shooting on bulb mode going on yeah. here, so hand handheld shooting on bulb mode. So uh, the indoor ones, especially, of course, because there'd be less light there, have, have uh, a good degree of uh, movement in them, which is nice. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Graham's all excited about his Holger week. Um, he is i can tell i can see the excitement i can see the excitement like brimming brimming <laughs> the, the thing with holger week i think what really epitomizes holger week for me is i saw a post on twitter from uh, our good friend <laughs> emma lloyd um uh from grainsplaining and um there was a uh holger photo walk in London this last Sunday, I think mm. it was. Um, and loads of people got together. It sounds like it was great fun. Uh, Emma 100% also took a picture of her putting a Holger into a wheelie bin. Um, so solidarity there from Emma, her fantastic purple Holger. But it was the comment, you know, great photo walk today. The back only fell off two people's Holgers. 
And <laughs> well, that's why you buy tape. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the thing. Holger really does inspire the bulk sale of rolls. It's just not rolls of film. It's rolls of tape. The Holger is <laughs> the Holger is a piece of crap that people have made very good images with. Like it's a, it's a terrible camera. I mean, it just is. It, it's no more. It's no more terrible than some other cameras. <laughs> no, you're ilk, right. It's right? it's no worse than other shit. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but I'm also prepared to say that people. I, I've seen beautiful work. Like yeah, people right, make absolutely like beautiful, work. isn't it? You make pinhole cameras out of most things. I'm mm -hmm. not going to say everything, obviously. <laughs> um, but you know, like that. Although might not necessarily be a camera to begin with whereas a holger i suppose is supposed to always be a camera it <laughs> you can still you can still make supposed to be, art yeah. and still be you know challenged and still have fun with it so so the other thing is you can throw as i learned today you can throw it in your laptop bag and take it to town for the day right and not be aware that you're carrying anything at all right mm. so yeah so it is a medium format camera that is small cheap lightweight and is a very creative tool. Now, it's not the only one. Obviously, a Diana has very similar qualities in that sense, and so do some others. But in terms of, you know, bang for your buck, it's, yeah, you know, I mean, you, you could buy three cameras for the cost of a roll of film and processing. So, yeah. <laughs> That's true. That is very true. No, I mean, like I said, I, we are um, judging Holger Week again this year. We're judging the street category of Holger Week so um oh, I was looking at the work that people I better take some street amazing. shots in hadn't I? I I did take street shots today going into London and mm -hmm. the trouble was the light was really flat today it's just like mm -hmm. really grey and it's like okay so I've got black and white film in, in a really grey day and it's just like yeah that's not going to generate anything very special but what I took a few shots what part of London were you shooting where were you what area in London I was just doing my normal commute. So I, I, my train goes into Waterloo and I oh, walk okay. through Southwark to Blackfriars Bridge and, yeah. or not through Southwark, through through mm. whatever that area is called towards Blackfriars Bridge, cross Blackfriars Bridge and up Farrington Road. So mm -hmm. that's it, really. I know that, yeah. Um, so it's not a long commute. Um, it's not as picturesque as other commutes in London I've had over the years. Um, but there are a few nice places to stop if there's some mm. decent light, but there just wasn't any decent light today. So try again next time. Other than digging out your Holger H, your poor neglected mm -hmm. Holger, which hasn't been shot since last Christmas. <laughs> have you been up to anything much lately? Well, you're always up to stuff. So more specifically, what have you been up to lately? What have I been up to lately? Okay, well, I suppose the, the most recent thing that I've been up to was going to the photography show, uh, which was a, a major thing, obviously, in, in my calendar that I was really, really looking forward to. And it was very intense four days and absolutely wonderful to see everybody on the um, Saturday, especially. Um, we really missed you, Claire. Um, yeah. Obviously, it was yeah. a, such a shame that um, you couldn't be there and like doing all the, the recording for us that we were going to be doing. Um, Aid and Graham did a sterling, absolute sterling <laughs> job going around, um, interviewing everybody. Um, and uh, yeah, and and. Uh, I basically just didn't even see them pretty much all day. Um, I saw Aid for like 10 minutes at the beginning, I think. Uh, and he turned up and was like, what What can I do? And I was like, cup of tea? And he went and got me a cup of tea. And then I think three hours later, I found that there was like a very sad, abandoned <laughs> cup of tea <laughs> in the corner. I'm a bit sorry, Aid. Um, it, yeah, all my... All my um, 
plans and uh you know kind of like i'm definitely going to do this i'm definitely going to be really good look after my mental health i'm going to take breaks i'm going to actually go to the loo i'm going to eat something and drink something none of it happened um so yeah the, uh, <laughs> especially the first day i went 7 a.m to 7 p.m um so that was obviously it's not you know i i'm not trying to i'm trying not to wear it as like a badge of honor because it's like so horrible like to actually end up doing that but it was just really intense and i didn't really know what else to do you know um but because i was obviously there delivering the kind of like pop-up workshops um and exhibition side of things for the photography show which is what they provide the space so i'm there and able to do that um but obviously it's not it's not paid by them for me to be there delivering workshops and things that they're, they're um you know offering the space to do that so alongside that in order to be able to um you know <laughs> be there for four days uh, where i'm not working elsewhere if you like and earning money um i had my kits on sale and things like mm. that as well so there's um either i'm i'm trying to make people aware of the fact that i deliver education in analog photography and the workshops and experiences and things I do or trying to sell some of my kits and things um, as well as of course delivering the demonstrations and the workshops and things so there was always consistently something needing to be done at every particular moment or somebody to be talked to or what have you um, so that that was really difficult to manage kind of like both sides of that when you're just one one woman on your own trying to trying mm -hmm. to do that really um but um uh, the lovely thing about i mean there was lots of lo lovely things about it but i i did also um open up my wait list for the ultimate film and darkroom workbook which is brilliant so managed to uh, get that out there and and kind of use people as a little mini focus group you know to chat to people about what it was that they wanted from it or um whether they, it was of interest you know and of who it was of interest to so that has been really useful um uh, in helping me to create something that will be useful for people you know that's the whole point um so that was really great. Uh, the only thing I was most sad about was that I just did not get any time to get off my sort of like space, my stand and actually go and really talk to people, to see the other stands, to just have a general mooch around or to go and listen to any of the talks and things. Um, so I was there Saturday, Sunday, Monday, uh, no, sorry, Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, obviously in the end. Um, and the Tuesday I was doing a talk um so uh that was really lovely like it was a great experience to be able to you know go and actually deliver a, a talk on the stage at the photography show um so that was on the tuesday afternoon uh, it was about uh three o'clock so i was a little concerned as to how it was going to be by that point obviously energy levels from everybody you know mm -hmm. it was kind of like the final day of the photography show it's coming towards the end of the day as well so i was like oh it might be completely dead you know everybody's gone already or what have you um or they're just sort of like sitting in a heap surrounded by bags of stuff you know um but actually um actually it was it was great all the all the seats were were full um on the analog um uh, showcase stage that i was on so that was really lovely and um had some really interesting questions at the end as well so my talk was on 
um, analog and hybrid wedding photography. Um, Ruth from the photography show, who obviously we had on as a guest, talked to us about about the event. Um, that she'd specifically asked me to go in and um, do a talk on that. So that was also again. You talked earlier about challenging yourself, Claire, because I'm. Yeah. I'm so used to kind of delivering education side of things and talking through processes and all of that kind of thing. I'm I feel very comfortable with that and I love doing that. But this was very different for me because I very rarely talk about my actual work or about my process myself as a photographer or doing something talking specifically about my wedding photography isn't something I've done before. So I had to write obviously the whole you know presentation and and talk and what have you uh, for this. So it was really good to do and a challenge. Um, uh, but yeah, obviously I was really nervous, you know, getting to stand up and, and talk about something you've not really done before. Um, so that was that was good, um, I think, and pushed me pushed me a little bit um, as well to to do something a little bit different. Um, and as always, it was just really lovely to have people coming over and and you know talking to me about their work and their processes and things as well. Um, and I had quite a few people at, like seek me out and say. I've loved seeing the Ilford videos that you've done and yeah. it's really helped get me into the dark room. It's helped build my confidence. It's helped me kind of like actually take that first step. And I was like, that's the best thing. Isn't that an amazing feeling? Yeah. Like knowing that people are actually out there creating work and, and getting some joy from doing that, you know, which is lovely. So um, that was really special. I feel very honored to have, you know, like have, have that experience to talk to people um and uh, and yeah give lots of hugs and things be like yeah so pleased you're doing this it's great um so that was awesome and uh yeah i really enjoyed the talk and then at the right at the very very end um i um spoke to well i'd spoken to quite a few people obviously over the course of the the weekend and i've been considering um looking at getting the um intrepid enlargers because obviously I've got my pop-up dark room but I was I'm also looking at like what do I do kind of next and how do I make this a more sort of like portable offer or something that's easier to kind of like set up uh, rather than lugging John's five by four enlarger devere enlarger around obviously um so uh so yes yeah, so I've actually invested in that so I've uh, I've got um all three formats basically so i've got i've got the five by four unit um and i've also got the option now for medium and 35 mil so uh, i won't have to be actually lugging around my enlargers i'll be able to go and just sort of like set up because i want to look at what else we can do with that and how we can make mm -hmm. it nice and accessible in lots mm -hmm. of different ways and lots of more kind of like fluid projects i suppose mm -hmm. going forwards is, is my hope really so uh so yeah so that was awesome uh so three three four days of of that um i i sold out my kit so i was busy making more on the monday actually in the end um and uh, that was lovely uh, i came back from from um the work on on that I think I got back about midnight on the Tuesday because I went straight from the photography show back to Liverpool um on parenting duty obviously on the Wednesday and then pretty much our entire household came down with scarlet fever <laughs> pretty much immediately like over that weekend um once I'd got back so yay so that's meant unfortunately that I haven't had chance to catch up with any of the people who'd like mm. put their names on my list to lovely conversations that I'd had with people um or any of that 
um, recently. So today was my her first day back at nursery for Constance. So um, yeah, she's uh, she's back and busy baby raving as uh, <laughs> as we call it, dancing and uh, and singing and all sorts of things that she's doing. So that's nice because she's actually back to herself. Because uh, yeah, it, we've had a very sad one year old for uh, a couple of weeks now, and Adam and I also got it of course because we didn't have it as children either. Um, so uh, that's been fun. So mostly it's been awesome photography shown us absolutely shattered into full-on virus fever um and uh, two weeks of uh, a nightmare yay. <laughs> so, yay that's where i'm at today and we are now what wednesday tuesday Tuesday. I think it's I think it's Tuesday. It definitely well, was when we started. Yeah. Have, you, <laughs> have you got any more Ilford videos in the pipeline? Because they are really good. Oh, thank you very much, Claire. Yeah, no, they are. Um, I did, they are good. I uh, I did obviously speak to um to every, the chaps at Ilford, um, and we had a lovely time, like kind of catching up on everything. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I also met the um the MD, um. He, he came over to say hello which was really nice apparently they'd had some um you know great feedback and things mm -hmm. that people have really enjoyed the educate and the inspire aspects obviously of what ilford yeah. do um so you know um fingers crossed um yeah. there's, the, there's nothing specific that, uh, you know at the moment uh, that i could talk about but yeah who, who knows hopefully if if listeners are interested mm -hmm. in, in that and if there's anything else specifically that they want to learn about or know about or are interested in learning more on then uh, get in touch with Ilford because that's the, that's the only way they know is if people actually go and talk to them and say this we've really enjoyed this or we'd like to see more of that because they are really informative I think they're really good and then my other one final Ilford question yeah. <laughs> are they doing the calendar this year <laughs> Ah, the calendar. They, they weren't there, Claire, this year. You're right. You didn't miss anything. Yeah, you didn't oh, miss anything, Claire. Are they doing? Is it going to be? Are they doing I'm not it? Sure, because no. because I literally didn't get a chance to to leave the store. I didn't actually get a chance to go and see and talk to them really, properly really. about the stock. No. I did ask did about it. Uh, okay. The impression I got was that because of the general shortages of things like cardboard mm. and also <laughs> the difficulty they're having in just keeping enough film in stock. Yeah. for generally that they're not doing i think that they've got a few floating around from last year which might find their way out into the world maybe they'll do competitions maybe certain dealers yeah. will have them but um no unfortunately not going to happen this year which is a shame because they were great last year very popular so um maybe yeah. next year when things are settled down a little bit you'll have mm. to wait another year claire or make your <laughs> own yeah make my own i really yeah. wanted one of those <laughs> <laughs> okay. anyway yeah. Um, so, so yeah, yeah. Go on, sorry, Ed. I was going to say. So, so we're clearly, clearly, we've we've mostly been super busy. Um, <laughs> so, it, it, which it, which is great. I'm just trying to think what else have I done apart from shooting with my hogger. I had I had my eye lasered. That was fun. Um, well, fun <laughs> is possibly a strong word, uh, but it only took nine seconds, and, oh and now God. I can see. So that That's was cool. Amazing. That was really cool, actually. Aid came over and talked to several people on my stall at length about his bionic eye, which was really <laughs> I cool. You like Robocop now or something? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, so so the, the, the thing that sparked the conversation was <laughs> on Rachel's stand, there are UV lamps. Exactly. 
because of all the processes that mm. that Rach was displaying and, and demonstrating. So, and since I had my cataract operation with the eye that I have the the, the mm. plastic lens in now, I can see further into the ultraviolet end of the mm. light spectrum than I could do with my natural organic eye. So that's so that did spark a couple of conversations yeah, <laughs> about about my bionic eye. The, the the other one I've just had lasered that doesn't give me any bionic you know, qualities at all. That's just apart from the fact that I can actually see. So in, if you think that being able to see without glasses for the first time in nearly forty years is a <laughs> superpower, amazing. then 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 modern science, modern medical science this year has given me the superpower of actually being able to see. Um, so I'm grateful for that. Very grateful for that. Yeah, I am quite jealous of that. That's for sure. Um, yeah, I haven't. I, I've basically. I'm. I'm doing my best to try and. I'm trying to get down to camera zero, which is a laughable um, concept. <laughs> but basically, by camera zero, I don't know. I'm getting rid of all my cameras. <laughs> Oh, wait, wait, what? That's never going to happen. What I mean by camera zero is um, get down to zero cameras with film loaded in them so that I can then start <laughs> fresh. Because I think I did a count up last week and I had seven cameras with film in them. I was like, okay. The last time I was on a show when you did this, there were 10. So that yeah. is at least an improvement. It's getting better. And I have emptied out at least two of them since then. Um, so I'm trying to cast, I'm trying not to load any more until i've emptied those but as, and i was I've do you, do you not do short rolls when you roll your own film do you know like the 20 or 15 exposures or something I, like it seems, I don't use home rolled film very often it's um. i haven't done that so much but um the problem is and i because I, I mentioned this on twitter and i was asking other people and you know a few people were saying about it and the thing is there are times when you really want to engage with film photography. You want to do something, but it's raining or it's dark or whatever. Mm. So you can't go out and take pictures. You can't do something, but you know what you can do? You can load a roll of film into a camera and loading a roll of film into a camera is a really satisfying thing to do. You open <laughs> the film up and put it in the camera and you wind it on like, oh, this is going to be so great. Um, and then you end up with many, many cameras with films in with like three shots on them. Um, so all the possibilities. Exactly, black, exactly. Black so um, yeah, currently I'm I, active in the van at the moment. I've got a my Canon EOS thirty, which has got Ektachrome in it, which I think I'm slowly getting through now. But that's going to be a lot of fairly uninspiring uh, autumn shots. I'm not really managing to do much with that. And the Holger, which I did load up this week, so that's one step backwards. But um, yeah, I'm slowly getting through those. <laughs> Um, the other thing I just want to quickly mention, this is not, well, it's kind of photography related. You guys have already been bored to death by me talking about this, but I want to give a shout out on this because Claire gets to talk about film sometimes. So I want to give a shout out to, it's a video game. I realize that a lot of people are going to be reaching for the off button already. <laughs> it's, but it's, um, this one, I want to let people know about it because I think there's a lot of people who would really get something from it who potentially will never see it, never come across it because it falls into the video game world of things. And it's really not a video game at all. Mm. It is, um, it's called Immortality. Mm. And it is basically built around the idea of three films that have been made that you're watching short clips of that you can go backwards and forwards through. And it's, a kind of interactive non-linear building of the story so because you can because you randomly semi-randomly get the clips you build up the story of what's happening 
in an unusual way. Um, and there's also something else going on, which I will not spoil. Is it, is it a whodunit? Is that what it is? Kind of. Well, a little bit. You're, you're trying to figure out that the basic premise is that there was an actress called Marissa Marcel who made three films, none of which ever got released. And you go and there's like, well, here are a load of clips. Figure out what happened. And and you're not watching clips of the film. You're watching clips of the making of the film. So it's quite interesting from a sort of behind the scenes aspect mm -hmm. as well. Um, but I think from a photography point of view, um, there's a I think there's a lot of really inspirational stuff in there because it's broken down into sometimes very, very short clips. So there's ways of, of telling a story through short images. There's also some really just beautifully shot scenes and there's some amazingly lit scenes. I mean, Rach, I know mm. you didn't play it, but you watched Adam playing a bit of this, didn't you? And yeah. it's it's a really interesting thing, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um I, I was talking to Adam about like, is it I think this is the like having this particular story as a video game is the best medium it could mm -hmm. possibly have been in. And kind of almost the only medium it would work in in for this particular kind of um, I don't know project I suppose um, makes no sense but yeah it's it's lovely kind of like callback to that idea from when I was learning how to um, how to edit VHS you know tape to tape or like mm. actual audio tape with razor blade you know you literally like which makes me sound ancient but oh my word <laughs> you know. Uh, listening to it cut it literally splice it together sellotape it back together and then play it backwards play it forwards that kind of thing so you get the option to kind of do that it feels quite it um despite it being a video game you feel very it's very interactive and it's very it feels very physical you know i suppose because it's working with tape and it's working with um with film and and what have you um one thing i would say is uh it's uh not safe for work oh, <laughs> and yeah. I, yeah and it's it's definitely not one for children um yeah. so yeah uh, it, it, it there are some aspects of it that are pretty surreal as well um shall we say um but yeah rather than it being a book rather than it being a, a straightforward film movie um rather than it being anything like that it works so well as a video game to do this kind of like interactive mm -hmm. aspect to it yeah very cool yeah i agree yeah it's it's cool. it's very adult um, yeah. it, it, and so, yeah, that's it. But um, and one particularly great thing about it is because obviously the fact that it is a video game means it's on video game consoles, which maybe a lot of people listen to this won't have access to or won't, won't engage with. But it is also coming to the Netflix app, the Netflix yeah. app on phone. If you look at your Netflix app, it actually has a few games on there now, most of which are you know, yeah, they're just like phone games. Um, mm -hmm. But this is coming to it and a phone will be a perfect medium for controlling scrolling <laughs> through it. So if you have any interest in cinema, if you have just, I think in art in general, I think the thing the it's it's just really interesting across the board, and it's been one of my favourite things this year. So, um, check it out. But uh, well, um, one of the things that Adam did say was that he really liked that the that because as you mentioned, it's all quite behind the scenes stuff of like the making of these movies mm. and things um, that they really kind of like nailed that 
interaction between directors and actors and and between actors between themselves and things as well that's come across really well um like that whole world or that whole idea that might be something quite different from our normal every day um but it's kind of like their place of work you know is but that idea of it what goes on behind the scenes and how those relationships mm-hmm. work is mm-hmm. inter- has been done really well within this so, yeah. yeah and great cool. performances as well the two, the two mm-hmm. main actors in it are man engage and um charlotte mullen um just amazing just really good so like i said if video games are not your thing if the idea of jumping on mushrooms and killing goombas or driving if those aren't your things that's fine this is nothing like this this is nothing this is definitely like not that this is this is not a video game in any way that any other video game is a video game it it oh. is um just a, a yeah different things so yeah check it out like i said immortality and, and it'll um, be out on netflix immortality soon. thanks for telling us about it and um yeah i'm glad we can play it on the phone as well mm, i think i honestly I think claire that you will find it fascinating yeah because i mean the, the the first couple of two of the films are set in the 70s and mm-hmm. you you forget that this game and therefore the films as part of it were made in 2021 because you're watching it and they've done such a good job yeah. with all of the set dressing yeah. and everything yeah. like you could yeah it's very good anyway <laughs> We should probably take a break, shouldn't we, at this point, I think. I think we probably should, uh, because uh, we'll take a little break. And when we come back, we've got something slightly different. I think next up, Graham, correct me if I'm wrong, is some audio snippets that we recorded at the photo show. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then after that, we have a special guest appearance. So stay tuned, listen out for our special guest. And then after that, we'll all be back. I'm Hamish, and if I could have 300 of anything, it would be 300 days off a year. <laughs> I'm Darren. If I could have 300 of anything, I'd have 300 Black Series Stormtroopers. OK, I'm Dale, and 300 rolls of Aerochrome. Hi, I'm Henry. If I could have 300 of anything, I'd have 300 puppy dogs. My name is Joshua Conn, and I would like 300 good nights of sleep. I'm Steve from Chroma Camera, and if I had 300 of something, it would be 300 3D printers. Right, and we're back. I uh, hope you all enjoyed that little interlude of 300. Uh, some fun stuff there. And uh, we did have a giggle actually running around a photo show asking people that question. Um, I am very pleased uh, now to be able to introduce into the show uh, somebody who who probably shouldn't need any introduction, but uh, I'm going to introduce him anyway. Um, he has been part of the engine room, if not the engine room on his own uh, for Sunny 16 for a, a very long time now, uh, making all our socials happen, making the website happen. He is the esteemed designer of the backing paper logo. I am, of course, uh, referring to none other than Photo Dudens himself. It's Matthew Joseph. Hello, mate. <laughs> Hi, good morning. Good morning. Oh, and absolutely good morning. I should also say for the listeners' benefit that you have honoured us by getting up at stupid o'clock uh, to talk to us for this show. Thank you very much. Yeah, no, it's no, no trouble whatsoever. I, um... I mean, apart from <laughs> yeah, to get it's... real early in the morning. <laughs> yeah, it's it's always worthwhile getting up really early to talk to interesting people 
<laughs> and I mean, this. they can switch a camera on to do it as well, which is a bit rude. <laughs> yeah. Versus... yeah, well, you know, I didn't have time to do my hair and makeup, but, you know. You... I find you guys as I get either. older, I have less hair to worry about and uh, mm. <laughs> makeup is unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm in the... Uh in the in the disappearing hair club too so don't worry <laughs> well thank you ever so much for joining us um you know uh i'm sure uh we could sit here and sing your praises for ages of all the work that you've done uh for oh, us please do <laughs> please do well uh let's talk about that <laughs> let's talk about the backing paper logo then because that's what that i've always loved um but it's not just that that's not your only graphical work is it uh, you know, on our website uh listeners uh, who actually look at the website sunny 16 podcast.com and see that some of the inspirational show uh thumbnails and stuff like that well that's all you mm. as well isn't it yeah that's yeah it. that's all me i used to spend way too much time <laughs> making these little photoshop monstrosities for you guys and um put them up there with no you know, it was always based on, you know, I, I never received any notes or anything about the show. I would just <laughs> listen to it and and create a, a bit of a, a, a graphic and, and just throw it up on the on the website without without warning, usually. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually okay. at the usually at the detriment to the guest or or the uh, host. you guys. <laughs> yeah, the host. <laughs> the host especially. Yeah. Yeah. There were some really great ones of those. You did some fantastic ones, and um, yeah, I can't believe you slacked off and stopped doing them. Come oh, on, Matthew. God. Jeez, it's not like you've got anything else better to be doing with your time. Come on now. Yeah. yeah so I'm just, just flicking through here. One that was a, a riff on the the cover or the fo- uh, the poster for Pretty Woman, where <laughs> you seem <laughs> to have photoshopped Graham into Julia Roberts. It's an easy switch. <laughs> that was a mul- that was a multi. That was there were multiple ones of that too. There's, I think he's holding a, I think I put the Jaluba towel as Graham's head, and he's holding <laughs> himself as a baby. Um, he's holding a rugby ball with the All Blacks closing in, um, and then there was, I think he's hugging a dolphin. Yeah, yeah. it was just a. You must have annoyed me that week. I, I just. I think I just gave you perfect cannon fodder for you to use. Yeah. I think I gave you some excellent material for you to have fun with. Yeah. So I mean, I think we can all agree you should still be doing this, Matthew. I mean. Yeah. Come on. Now. That would require listening to the podcast. Oh my god. Oh my god. Very good. I like that. Show 118. I just looked back. It was show 118 when you first joined us. That's an awfully long time ago. It was almost four years ago to the day. Is it? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, I just left the photographic industry. Just finished after. Oh, I remember. Yeah. 20, 20 years of being in photographics. That was just, a time of some personal searching for you, if I remember rightly. Oh yeah, it, it absolutely was. It was, uh, and I'm still searching personally, um, <laughs> <laughs> like. You know, that's the reason why I don't listen to as many podcasts anymore because I'm not walking sort of to and from the tram to go to work. Mm. I've been working from home mostly for the last two years. And, um, you know, for mental health reasons, when I go for a walk, I try and be as present as as possible when walking, you know, like just listening to what's going on around me and rather than trying to be distracted listening to Mm. other people talk, you know, try and be... 
you know, in the moment, you know, take it all in, relax, have, learning, like learning the difference between doing nothing and relaxing. There's a huge difference between them. Um, you know, learning to just completely wind down is, isn't, has been important for me. Well, we will try not to wind you up too much, uh, seeing as you joined <laughs> us today. <laughs> well, I, need a, I need a little bit of winding, but <laughs> well, I suppose it, yeah. Given that it's still very early in the morning for you, uh, so yeah. uh, I'm just I'm just reading. I love with our show notes that because having done as many shows as we have, you f you forget stuff, and then you go to oh, let's read the show notes that'll like, explain what's going on, and I'm like oh, I'm so the show notes for your first episode most of which all make a lot of sense. On this week's episode, we're joined by the spectacular Matthew Joseph to discuss his love of shooting as wide as it gets with the Hasselblad X-Pan, which is still very much your baby, isn't it? Yep. yep. Still your big white baby. My big, my big boy baby. I don't know what that means, but yes, I'll agree with that. <laughs> um, sorry. Uh, yeah, it's, it's still around, the X-Pan. It hasn't been used a lot this year, but... Uh, I am actually going to New Zealand in a couple of weeks um, for the first time in six years. So wow, nice. Um, six years? Yeah, six years since I was last there. And I get to, haven't seen my dad since uh, the start of 2020 when he came over for my birthday. So, yeah, it's going to, it's been a long time coming. And the X-Pan's going. That's where I was headed with that. It's going to be an awesome trip. I just want to finish yeah. these show notes just because it gets a little bit less helpful. It says, his many and various photographic frustrations and his move to painting. Because you've done quite a lot of painting. You're not painting at the moment, are you? Um, the last sort of drawing I did was two months ago where I drew uh, my cameras. I started drawing the cameras that I own mm. just as a sort of a relaxation technique. And some people said to me, oh, you know, that needs to go on a T-shirt. So I did that. And some people bought them, which is cool. really strange. Like, you know, people bought a drawing that I drew of my X-Pan on a T-shirt. Mm. And um, I, I bought a um, camera off Bill 2 earlier in the year, uh, a little uh, Lights CL. So I bought Bill's camera. I drew it and I put it on a t-shirt and he bought a t-shirt of his ex camera on it. So that just got really weird and meta, but yeah, <laughs> Bill's got a t-shirt with his old camera on it and he wears it and people send me photos of themselves wearing the t-shirt. That's not nice. More than just the t-shirt, I hope, or are you getting some sexy t-shirt pics? Well, I get some of them too, but mostly with other clothing on as well. Good, glad to hear it. Um, just to finish these show notes, because you clearly remember that show pretty well, so you might be able to help me with what the... <laughs> it says, uh, we also deal with some internet gremlins. Okay, that's standard. Yeah. A and Graham has a mental breakdown. <laughs> yeah, you had, me confused. you had me confused with someone else. You thought I shot Instax a lot. Do you not shoot Instax no a lot? no idea why you would think I shoot Instax. <laughs> I mean... I've got you down as a big Instax guy. I I think you still I still might be confusing you with somebody else, which is a bit awkward all this time. Man. Somebody you're confusing me with somebody nice. So somebody nice, <laughs> somebody who I find more interesting than you. It's weird. 
Oh, well, that, that, that bit about singing your praises didn't last long, then, did it? So, mm, mm, no. <laughs> Graham's Go, here, so. Graham's here. That's okay. It's all right. After, we, we get used to it after a few hundred shows, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> have you not considered starting to shoot Instax since then, Matthew, just to make me right? Because that would have been the polite thing to do. Uh, yeah, I actually actually shot Instax recently for the um, Instant Regret Challenge that um, Adam set up. The cheap, and it's not mm-hmm. it's not cheap shots challenge. That's that's a shitty camera thing. challenge. Shitty camera challenge. I'm not wearing a shitty camera challenge. The legally actionable clone of the cheap shots challenge. <laughs> oh yeah, litigation <laughs> pending. Um, yeah, I shot some Instax for that because I had, um. I had some uh, store credit uh, where I used to work that I needed to use up. So I just um, spent it on some boxes of um, Instax, which, uh, you know, the old double packs. And Mm. I had some black and white uh, Instax from ages ago when I bought a, um, one of the higher end Instax cameras, which I didn't like. Um, But yeah, I've just been shooting through it. And learning, <laughs> learning basically how to use it again, pretty much. It's um, I forgot that you had to set the dial on on the camera that on Amber's camera. It's not mine. Um, you have to set the dial to where the little light is lighting up on the ring around the lens. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, I for, I forgot to do that for a few <laughs> shots. It's quite an achievement to be baffled by an Instax Mini. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure you want to take that Hasselblad with you? It's a fair, it's a fair point, but I, I was always baffled by the Instax cameras I had. I could never get them to expose properly or anything like that. So I am between Instax cameras. I almost bought one at the photography show the other day. I almost bought a square Instax camera. I still might. Who knows? Yeah, the square ones are really like I never knew how sort of cool those little square shots were. They're kind of that's it's a nice format. Mm. Yeah, it is a nice format. Yeah, I had the the Lomo instant, uh, the Lomo square oh, folding bellows camera that shot Instax square, which was quite fun for a while. Um, mm. uh, and then it that went uh, along with a whole bunch of other stuff. But I am, um, yeah, I, I was definitely circling the Instax stand with intent at the photography show the other day. It's good to see your resolve crumbling around your equipment aid. (laughs) So the pendulum swingeth, right? The pendulum (laughs) swing, that's what they do. So yeah, a couple of years ago, and it is a couple of years ago now, the pendulum swung towards me getting rid of a load of stuff. And now I'm feeling it's starting to swing back the other way. I bought, I I bought, I didn't buy because it doesn't exist yet. I backed the Alfie Titch camera. So Mm. I'm going to get one of those, which I'm really looking forward to. Which one did you back? Uh, the top of the range one. Oh, the nice one with the glass lens. The, the glass one with the lens. glass lens and the glass viewfinder. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I looked at I looked at them and I was like, oh, that looks cool. And then it was like, oh wait, that's pounds. <laughs> yeah. uh, at the moment, it is. So go for it. I think they're yeah, worth yeah, less than today. And then like a day later, I'm like, well, what's the pound worth? Oh, okay. <laughs> Buy it while the currency's in the toilet. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, it, it's um, it's not a small amount of money, but it's it's made really nicely. So having talked with with Dave Faulkner for for Malfi cameras uh, a lot and played with the th- with the prototypes a lot, uh, it's it's a really nicely made thing. I was machined out of aluminium. It, it's uh, and uh, it's got some three D printed parts on it, but yeah, it's it's pretty good quality stuff actually. I think, and the lens is being designed for it. 
uh, and stuff like that. So it's um, it's going to be a good fun one, I think. Yeah, it looks uh, yeah, it looks like a good quality product for sure. Well, he's done really well. I mean, he he launched the the this Kickstarter on the morning of the first day of the photo show, and it was fully funded by the end of the show. And he didn't even do the second two days. Where we went, a lot of us did because because uh, they cancelled the third day because it was the day of the Queen's funeral. So um, everything was shut in this country. But uh, yeah, so doing all right. Uh, OK, right. So, Graham, in our uh, agenda for show 300, what have we got up next? I think it's some um, reminiscing, is it? Yeah, look, a look back down, memory lane. It's like that classic fallback thing when any good show ends up in it's whatever it is season. It's like clip show. Um, that's what you do when <laughs> we, you're... We have, we have jumped the shark. Let's do Yeah, we show. are creatively bankrupt. So I thought it'd be nice to uh, look back on some of our memorable... The things that are memorable mm. to us from the last... <laughs> 300 flipping episodes a 300 or the actual number of shows on the feed because you know factoring backing papers and extras 409 episodes 409 actual shows on the sunny it's crazy it's just crazy (laughs) i think i've probably done i know i didn't do very many of the backing posts graham i'm sure you must have done more than anybody uh by some margin because you've done almost every show haven't you in that time uh yeah most of them there's definitely i definitely missed a few but i'd say probably 99 percent of them maybe not quite 99 but yeah a lot a lot uh, a lot <laughs> uh which of course is why people love listening to you because you're a seasoned <laughs> pro now which is uh you, <laughs> oh, know, you have your your radio voice and your presentation style there was a few people the other day actually when we were in brum who came up just like that graham's just put on his podcast voice as soon as he puts the microphone (laughs) he's just put on his podcast voice yeah well that's that's what we do right we're pros at this yeah Yeah, turn on turn on professional mode yeah exactly (laughs) exactly so yeah um claire should we start with you because you know (laughs) In some ways, our newest recruit. What show was it? What was the first show you were on, Claire? I don't know. The f- I, I joined in um, May 2020. So I've been almost two and a half years now. So I, I, I live now in Bali, which is a little village of about 2,000 people. But I grew up in Hollyhead. And I was aware from quite a young age, really, that there was a lot of um, characters um on the island I used to work in a little news agency as well called Chadwick's News and a lot of these characters used to come in <laughs> and um honestly and and where I grew up as well everyone has has um has nicknames so we had <laughs> people like um John Bam Bang who that's his name because he worked for the lifeboat and set off the flares um there's a man called Dick Ariels everyone was referred to by these nicknames and I was aware that <laughs> hang on can I just get yeah. Dick, Dick Ariels Dick Ariels yeah that is what I love about Welsh <laughs> nicknames. They're very on the nose. Yeah. Uh, but then when I joined as a as as a like a co-host, that was in May 2020. Wow. And if you remember, it caused quite a sensation that show. <laughs> um, but I don't know what number that was, but um one of my favorite shows. Well, I was thinking of um the ones that stick out for me. There's a few, so one of them was um, Serial Killer, which was, what number was that? Serial Cere- as in breakfast cereal. Yeah, breakfast cereal. <laughs> that was show 213, I think. 213. And I've got a nice memory of that because um, 
it was I remember it was summer and I was talking about what I'd been up to and I did gave you like a a, a tour of the island and John was really enthusiastic about um Anglesey and he'd been hadn't he been cycling on the island and then we got on to me not drinking milk and having orange juice on the cereal it was just like oh, oh god, god. <laughs> yeah I remember that now oh. <laughs> Um, joining me on the show this week are two of my most favouritest people. It is the lovely Claire Marie Bailey. Claire, how are you? I'm very well. Thank you, Graham. Lovely to be here as usual. And the delicious John Whitmore. John, how are you? <laughs> delicious. Mm. <laughs> what have you been smoking? <laughs> good evening. Uh, oh, good morning, whatever it is. <laughs> I'm working on a new body of work and it's called... Um, Keith Carradine wore white is the, the series, yeah. So, Do you want to so explain I, to us, because you did explain to John and I uh, why yes. what was the genesis of the series, and um, do you want to try, try and explain it to our listeners? Yeah. And just before you do, content warning for our listeners, don't worry, you're not going insane as you listen to this. This <laughs> is just how it sounds. Okay, this is true. Um, one evening, it was a Saturday evening, and I watched um, Robert Altman's Nashville um, which is a great film. I'm sure some listeners have watched it. Um, and if you haven't, I'd really recommend it. It's a 1975 film. And um, in and it's about country singers all kind of trying to make it in Nashville, And it's and, but it's a bit more than that as well. Um, anyway, in that film is um, Keith Carradine. He's a character called Tom, I think his name was, who plays um, a singer-songwriter. Um, anyway... That night, and this is true, um, <clears throat> I had a dream. I had a dream that David Carradine um, came into my bedroom and was sat at the end of my bed, and he was all dressed in white, and um, he 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 had this lovely like white, almost like seventy suit on, and he was right at the end of my bed. And when I woke up, I thought, oh, that's it. Um, I've, I'm going to make a series of work, and I'm going to call it. Keith Carradine wore white and I got into a, into a muddle actually because it was actually David Carradine that inspired the the photos the, the, the body of work I'm doing now and the, and the dream but I got into a muddle and had in my head it was Keith Carradine because I'd just seen Nashville the night before but I've decided to stick with Keith Carradine wore white so that's the kind of <laughs> that's where my body of work is being inspired from. <laughs> And so that's what I'm. working on at the moment. Uh, this is what happens, listeners, when you put fruit juice on your cereals. Don't do drugs, kids. Yeah, no milk, orange juice, apple juice sometimes as well for a change. Can we just clarify? When you say cereals, what sort of cereals yeah. are we talking here? Well, my favourite cereal is bran flakes. So I like bran flakes and orange juice. And I like um, muesli with like berries on. But for a change, I'll have apple juice as well. But yeah, I is can't... It fresh not... orange juice? Or yeah. do, you like, do you leave it to ferment for a while? Before <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It's fresh <laughs> orange juice. But, uh, well, I don't know what's your different. I don't actually... Um, I don't know, John. I don't freshly press it, if that's what you mean. <laughs> Um, so it, it, it's fresh within, I don't know, depends what your perimeters of, of fresh are. But yeah, I just can't drink milk, you know. Um, so if you ever need to, 
you know, you wouldn't need to torture me. You just have to put, um, you'd, all you'd have to do is put a glass of milk in front of me and say, you have to drink that. And I would, that would just be it. <laughs> well, good to know for everybody out there, whoever wants to apply. Anybody's planning on torturing Claire, job done. Um, you don't no. have to get mine in just a glass. written that down in my notebook. Of, uh... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just forgotten about that. <laughs> Sorry to bring that back. Yeah, the serial killer. So um, that's one of my, my my ones. And and yeah, I remember it was it was quite a good laugh. And actually, what listeners won't know is those were the days, Graham, if -hmm. you remember. But Aid was on his sabbatical Mm because you were not on that show. And John, because John joined the same time as me. um, So obviously, that's when I first knew John. And then after recording, do you remember, you, we used to stay up sometimes talking till like <laughs> one half one in the morning. Yeah. And I'd uh, go, for I no need, sleep days. I need to go now, really tired. And then you and John must have been up till like, <laughs> I don't know what time, dawn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's one of my favourite serial killer. And then the other one is, um, it was our first video. Well, I, I think it was. It was the first one I was involved in anyway, first our first kind of video show. How t- have yeah. you done one before? Uh, that was it. Was the first video podcast we tried doing. Okay, and it was video. Um, what was it? Video maimed the podcast star, and um, it, again, it was a good laugh because we were it, we were doing a cheap shot challenge, weren't we? We report we were. It was about one of the cheap shot challenges. People had mm-hmm. and <laughs> and then we all did the challenge as well. We all did a challenge. Remember. And by the end of the show was my favourite bit because Gray, <laughs> we played like that game with Graham's pictures. We had to guess the titles and they were all like songs from pretty much the 80s, weren't they? And it was really good fun guessing them. And so last weekend, uh, I was off and I went down to see my boys. Like, okay, I've got to get some pictures this weekend. This is it. We're doing the show this week. Mm. And they lived down in the little village in North Devon. Said, okay, boys, get your coats on. We're going into the village. We're going to go and get some pictures on the theme of music. Um, they live in a very quiet little village. <laughs> so, um, what how I've much done... did you embarrass your boys this weekend? Oh, you'll love it. Um, <laughs> so basically, what I did was um, I've got this. It's now turning into a game, guys. We've got a game. We ought to have a theme tune. Oh, um, God, the, the game You're is. Such a good dad. <laughs> you, you, you've got it. So you have to try and guess what song or band I am trying to sum up okay. in these pictures. And then say, you want grain? There's your grain. <laughs> Can I see? I can't. I have to put my glasses on again. <laughs> Star guitar. Is it? Oh, nailed it! <laughs> really, Rachel? Straight in there. Star guitar by the Chemical Brothers. There you go. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, what else have we got? Uh, <laughs> I, I did you um, the, the Titanic. The <laughs> Titanic. No. no, I talked about taking Let's the dance. Uh, they're at a place called Westwood Ho. Um, and they're no, on is, a beach. Homeward Bound. Let's dance, David Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they're, they're supposed to be. They're supposed to be surfing, uh, theoretically. Uh, surfing the, uh, USA. <laughs> Oh yeah, that could be. Oh, I would. I would also have accepted uh, the Beach Boys because they're two boys. Oh, and they're right. yeah. So whilst um. looking at this one, it's quite good. Anyway, didn't go seamlessly. So yeah, anyway, Beach Boys. Next picture, please, John. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. This is a good one. 
see if you can guess what song is the song. What song is being captured here? So, just, just for people listening, it's a dog, dog. on a sofa with one of your sons. Yeah, um, and what's dog. my son doing? Can you tell? Playing he looks like he's stroking the dog. No, no, no. He's he's holding a thing and he's threatening to to hit the dog. The, hit the dog. The female dog. Canine. Oh, it's Smack My Bitch Up. Smack yes, my bitch. Smack oh. bitch Up. <laughs> it's Prodigy. <laughs> smack my bitch up. Yep, that's what that one is. Uh, next slide, please. <laughs> I doctor, mean, this doctor. One's a gimme. doctor, 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 doctor. But uh, did you, you know? I didn't know. There's like multiple doctor, doctor songs. Um, no. So right. So all right. Who sang doctor, doctor for you guys? This is gonna be a real image. I really don't know. I don't Anyone? know the song. The Rachel. No. Okay, so Rachel doesn't do. surprise me. Hold on. Oh. Give me. Two seconds, and I'll tell what, you. Like well, you yeah, Google. <laughs> <laughs> doctor, doctor. Um, I mean, I that wasn't mentioned in the rules that she couldn't. I, I, I can see them. Um, <laughs> right now, those glasses are more powerful than you can imagine. <laughs> I can see them. Um, no, no, no. Um, Through space and time, there's three of them in the band, isn't there? With, maybe, but yeah. let's think. Um, <laughs> don't don't tell me because I'll, I'll come back. Doctor, do, um, base city rollers, not base city <laughs> rollers. No, um, later eighties. Think eighties. I was thinking yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Thompson Twins. That's it. A constant, yeah. although it could Hang also on. have been three people. The Thompson Twins. Yeah, but I think like Ross. Um, <laughs> but there's also another song called Doctor Doctor by a band called UFO, which is a much more prog rock. Actually, it's a much cooler song. UFO. Um, UFO, band called UFO. Check mm. out Doctor Doctor by UFO. Or the one that I was thinking of, because I'm young and hip, is the 2018 song by Youngblood, uh, which is the Doctor Doctor <laughs> song I was thinking of. I've never heard of that. What's the? Well, what, we, Clay, you just aren't down with the kids. You're not street like me, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, You're not um, fooling anyone, Graves. <laughs> Next slide, please, John. This is quite fun. Okay. okay. Um, now, is it a green the... door? It's no, a sign. No. It's, no, a sign. it's a sign. It's a sign. Out of the it? times, Prince. Yeah, because it's, oh. it's the opening hours on the chip shop. <laughs> Hang on, what was it? What, I missed it. What was it? Sign, sign of the, of the times. times. Oh right, okay. Sign of the times. Oh my god, I love that. That is so. <laughs> is there another one? That's this is good, Graham. A... Uh, I think we've got one more. Oh no, two more. Two more. Two more. Two more. Okay. <laughs> uh, um. <laughs> Is that door oh, green? Uh, something <laughs> doors. Something doors. Is it the doors? I, mean, I will. I will accept the doors. The doors. There are also more. The doors. Lots, but it could. I will Is also it a doors accept. Song? No, uh, you could also have. Um, I would also have accepted uh, Two Doors Down, which is a song by both Dolly Parton and the Mystery Jets. I was only familiar with the Mystery Jets. I think, I I think I'm in love with the girl next door. Anyway, uh, next slide, please, John. <laughs> And last one. Go West. Last one. West End Go. Go West, yes! Oh. Go West. Life is easy there. Um, uh, Aid, what about some of your um, memorable shows? So I uh, I think I, a big shout out actually to episode or show 117 uh, mm -hmm. where we had Michael Rasso of the FPP on as a guest um not only was he a joy 
to talk to um he was a great guest uh but when we started sunny 16 fpp was one of probably a very small handful of film photography podcasts i I think it's the only one that stayed all the time i can't remember if there were others but yeah when we started this that that fateful time in the summer of 2016 uh yeah that was it and so i I don't i mean yeah i'm not sure that we particularly copied fpp but certainly the fact that they were out there doing it was was a thing right i mean Yeah. yeah uh i mean they they have a totally different production setup for us that they all meet face to face and record like seven on the bounce or something like that every mm. six six weeks or something don't they so and um, they have um facts in there <laughs> stuff like yes that. and knowledge and knowledgeable people yes. yeah yeah i'm looking but for something we to have, sound but we effects don't need with. them in this core team because that's what we have guests for right <laughs> i mean fpp is a hyper realistic version of the world it's it's fantasy it's a beautiful thing and I make sure it's that. And I think it's very important for our listeners to know that it's it's their escape, very much the way it's my escape, which is I love doing it. And it's untainted by the day-to-day grind that everyone has in their life. And that's what I think I bring to FPP. And I think it's it's it goes through the wires or through the air to the listener, and they feel the same way. That, that's yeah. one of mine. What about one of yours, Grant? Yeah, no, yours. I, I was going to say follow up on that about about um, Michael. Yeah, I mean, for me personally, he was. I used to, uh, I still do listen to the FPP, um, but he really was a big inspiration because the energy, especially in the early shows. I, th- I think um, our our show is probably You're more like the. I used to refer to them as shoes, actually. Shoes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I, the early shoes. <laughs> where he was just didn't know you know at this point they've been doing it for so long i think they started in 2008 like at this Did point he, really yeah um uh but um yeah the energy and just i think what it was about the fvp in those days and, and michael in particular was just his childlike passion and joy for mm. all of it and like learning news i was like ah, i was this polo this is great oh my god what's 120 and that i think is the thing that has always really stuck with me and, and yeah that's that's really good point actually and i always got the this mental built up this mental image that they inhabited this warehouse in new jersey and like somewhere on the ground floor with this enormous pile of broken cameras and stuff mm-hmm. like that that they you know uh, and then they bought then they bought did they bought a job lot of like pretend Dianas, didn't they? Like mm-hmm. they, they weren't even real Dianas; they were like knockoff Dianas. <laughs> yeah, um, the debonairs, they, the debonairs. The debonairs that's, right, that's right. I wonder if they're still debonairs. selling through the one thousand debonairs. That they've got. Probably not. Probably all gone um, by this but, point. But but they had some great times, and they had some. Yeah, and of course they you know in in their team like they had some really knowledgeable people. I mean, Michael's very knowledgeable in himself, but they have yeah all sorts of different knowledge. Yeah, knowledge Matt Marash, Leslie Lazenby, yeah, yeah, some really absolutely. great people on the team. All of those people who to to me they should they're not household names of film photography podcast, right? So yeah, <laughs> a, sorry, I should say film photography podcasting as a thing, right, as a genre. Uh, you know, not just their own show, but. Yeah, so that was that was uh, one of mine. Um, that was yeah, that that was when I knew we'd made it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting it actually really was because 
We've done a hundred shows, and the Godfather of Film Photography podcasting came on our show. That's that, f- that felt pretty good because, generally speaking, film photography podcasting, as it was by that point, because you know, once we started doing it, everybody looked around and went, "If these idiots can do it, yeah, it's, it's do clearly it. very easy," is what yeah. everybody thought. And little did they know <laughs> <laughs> that it actually is that it's blooming hard work. Okay, I'm going to pick one of my. I'm going to start with a, a strong, <laughs> strong one for us. One of my uh, f- favorite memories for the uh, fallout that it created was <laughs> show 135 uh, titled "Hop on the Hot Scoops Express," where we were joined for I think the second time by our good friends Paul Mackay from Analog Wonderland and Andy Church from Kodak Alaris. Um, and we had a lovely conversation during which Andy quite casually let us know that um, in the very near future, Ectochrome was going to become available in 120 and 4x5, which was a lovely <laughs> surprise for us. And it seems for the marketing team at Kodak. <laughs> and certainly for the, and even more so for the production team at Kodak. And, the production team. and, and, um, and it was great because that was one of those, uh, well, it was a unique experience because it got picked up. First, I think Stephen at Cosmo Photo picked up and went, ooh, and with all credit to us, said, look, this has happened, 120 and 4x5 sheet filming. And then the word spread very quickly through all the other news outlets with varying degrees of accreditation to us. But, you know, we're not bitter, apart from to the ones to which we are bitter. Um, and then, uh, yeah, 124 yeah, we viral. That's the closest we ever got to going viral is all the photography yeah. news feeds picked us up and went, yeah. Were you in trouble? Yeah. Did you get into trouble for that? <laughs> I think in, in back rooms, yes, I think he, I may, think have he may have got into a spot of bother. He was very good about it, but you'll notice we don't see him around anymore. <laughs> there might have there might have been some feedback given. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that, that was uh, one of the funniest things ever. Okay, well, look, there's a question that I know all the listeners will absolutely murder us if we don't ask. Let's take it as a given, especially after the success of Ectochrome's launch and continued sales, let's take it as a given that Kodak want to make 120 um, Ectochrome and almost certainly 120 um, uh, T-Max P3200. How far away are those likely to be? Okay, so so P, sorry, T-Max P3200. Um, So we we have a bit of a hiccup. Um, We found a, a bit of an issue that we weren't, confident on letting go to the market so we need to address that issue um so that might take a little bit of time um we when we make 120 film and sheet film um, we're looking at both of those on Ectochrome currently um they are sensitized onto a different film base and that means you have to make slight adjustments to the formula um so we've started having some pilot coatings and um and then as things progress from there um, we're going to like a more production scale coating. Um, if all goes well, fingers crossed, I would say probably three months, something like that is a fair sort of estimate of time. Could be a little bit longer. Um, so it might not be too long, might not be too far away. I think you've just made a lot of people very, I'm, very happy. I'm just squeaking away in the background. <laughs> I've just realized I, I was like, oh my God, that's so exciting. Yay. It was. Do you know, one of my favourite stories about Andy um, was when they, uh, I forget which film it was, it was the slide film. 
Yeah, the ectochrome. The ectochrome. So yes, yeah. the E one hundred. Yeah, ectochrome. Mm. Um, and I remember that first came out in the thirty five mm course. So it must have been just before that. Uh, and I bought a roll of it and shot it, and I sent it uh, to Duncan at Silver Pan, and then we went to the photography show, which must have been like twenty nineteen photography show or something like that. Mm. I think. Uh, and uh, I got, I, I felt like a king because it was got we went to the photo show, and my 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 lab guy, right, the owner of the lab, brought me my film. <laughs> like to me personally and i and i think it bought i bought a light or something like like an led panel light or something like that that day at the show and then so so my 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 the owner of the lab brought me my film and then my personal kodak representative <laughs> helped me hold it just about above the light so i could appreciate all the colors in the slides <laughs> and stuff like that i was like wow this is the yeah really i am i am like photography royalty at this point because <laughs> you know i've got you know i've got a whole p bunch of people around me just helping me enjoy my photography but yes uh, that was very nice of both duncan and andy actually mm -hmm. that, that, uh, to yeah, help me out that be. way <laughs> matthew have you got any shows you want to um well as as promised i I mentioned that I had some extensive notes from <laughs> turned uh, out to be a lie. <laughs> <laughs> the first thirty episodes, because at one point I was like, "Yeah, I need to make like an abridged version of the first thirty episodes." No one asked me to. I just took <laughs> it upon myself that this needed to happen. Um, so I used the note notepad app on my phone, and as I would listen to the podcast when I was commuting. I would type episode number and then the timestamp and then whatever it was that I found funny. Um, four years later, oh, I just knocked my microphone. That's highly unprofessional. <laughs> um, four years later, who would have thought these notes are garbage? <laughs> <laughs> I've got here, um, uh, there's a lot of references to Dave and his ex-wife. Like, I feel like she was like the 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 fourth member of the podcast at that point. He seemed she seemed to get a lot of mentions. Um, Despite her non-existence. Yeah, someone used on episode 25. Someone used the terminology pre-Raphaelite. I found that hilarious. Apparently, um, episode 59. Someone said ovaries. I'm like, what? What is going on? I think there was something else happening. Um, is, have you have you considered that it might be that your notes are absolutely spot on and faithful, and it was the shows that were rubbish? Well, you know, good, <laughs> bit from column A, bit from column B, like episode four, thirty-six minutes. Brad Pitt, like, <laughs> what, what so, does this mean? I actually quite like actually I'm I'm not like most photographers. I'm perfectly happy to be photographed. I mean don't get me wrong, I'm I'm no Bruce Willis or anything like that. I'm no I'm no model or anything like that, but uh I don't I'm not one of these photographers that shies away from having his photograph taken. Actually it, it works quite nicely for me. I don't mind having my photograph taken at all. I'm it's, quite it's, happy. It's it's weird because I mean I think I would say, and you probably agree that I, I really am a sort of a, a real Brad Pitt type. And yet I don't like having my face taken. I mean, a, a Greek Adonis is the way most people would describe me. Um, yeah. oh, I don't know, mate. I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I think I'm, I'm with you. I, I think you're choosing bad examples. I'm with you conceptually. <laughs> but I, I mean, you know, really, do you want to look like a Greek 
Brad Pitt. <laughs> <Not established. laughs> I'm, I'm more armpit than Brad Pitt, I think. But, um... but yeah, yeah, the notes are just garbage, and um, that's that's okay. Um, but I remember once there was no episode. Um, this was early 2019, and I think. I don't know if I was doing the Instagram or not then, but uh, I just re- yeah there was no episode, so I made a episode um, entry on the website called "Your Guess Is As Good As Mine." <laughs> so, <laughs> is it still there? That's a that's a memorable episode. It's just me <laughs> saying, uh, "What did I say?" I said, uh, "Now might be the perfect opportunity to take an audio trip through time, have a listen to some old episodes, and if you find." any particularly funny or interesting moments, hunt down Matthew on social media and let him know. Uh, <laughs> I said, now back to uncontrollable shaking and sweats in the corner of the room for me. That's a memorable episode for me. The, the episode the one X, wasn't. the one that, wasn't. one that wasn't, but I, I tend to remember the episodes from the graphic that I did. So yeah. Um, oh, the danger, the danger boys. You oh, know, yeah, like, yeah. 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 You know, the, the danger boys. And, <laughs> Well, who were the danger um, boys? Who are the danger boys? Oh, actually, we got to meet one of them in person we last weekend. Yeah. Uh, so this is uh, Simon Riddell and David Allen who made the Tanky movie. I know. Uh, one okay. shot inching down to give it its less than working title. Oily McBoom time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and there was the episode where don't laugh. We're not going to laugh. The episode where Eric nearly died. That was uh, <laughs> no laughing. Oh Jeez, you guys are sick. <laughs> what do you um, think? It was just the way. It's just the way he presented it. Like you know that that you know that I'm not going to do an impression, but I might. Oh God, please! You, know, you just got that almost monotone. I'm probably doing a horrible job of it. But <laughs> I, hey, guys, I didn't have enough water and I nearly died. Like it was just the way he presented his demise was interesting. Yeah. That's, of course, our good friend Eric from the All Through a Lens podcast, uh, mm-hmm. who, yeah, <laughs> on one of his many trips yeah. to the arse end of nowhere, <laughs> did nearly kill himself. Claire, there's another show you wanted to mention, wasn't there? One of your favourites. Mm. Well, it was the one, the first one, certainly the first one that I was on with. Um... With Brian Griffin, mm-hmm. he came on um, to talk about Black Country Dada. I mean, it's always great chatting to Brian because he's always great to chat to. Listen, he's always got loads to say and interesting stories, and from 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 his work over the years. <laughs> and do you remember there was that picture we all really liked off his uh, website? And <laughs> he just and he was telling us he 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 created it because he used to make he was more than a photographer isn't he? he's like an inventor because mm-hmm. he creates all he he created a lighting machine didn't he and he was telling us about the the knicker elastic that yeah. created that effect on that image that we all liked so that's always an episode that sticks in my mind yeah knicker elastic you're never gonna forget <laughs> about that. Uh, and John eight. was really like keen on it. He was like, oh, "I've got to try. I've got to try." I just think he wanted an excuse to buy a bulk load of knicker elastic. I think that's. <laughs> well, looking back through my photographs, certainly from way back in the eighties, not so much the seventies, but certainly the eighties, and even now, more so even now, 
Um, I like sculpture. I use a lot of sculptural forms in my work, actually. I actually do still lives that are like mm -hmm. little sculptures I make, you know, build mm -hmm. up. I use sculptural form quite a lot in my work. Um, but I, I went on uh, and I developed like necroelastic I used to use for shafts of light. So we have to remember it's analog photography. <laughs> so you stretch the necroelastic across the image or whatever, like look at a picture I took of John Fox or look at a picture I did of King Sonny a Day. They're great examples of using necroelastic. And uh, and who would ever think a necroelastic would, would – would, I mean, now they just go, well, you'll get fully sharp to do that, you know, wherever you want to do it. But I use nickel-elastic in a lot of my pictures to produce <laughs> shafts of light emanating from people, emanating towards people, you know. Aid, have you got another one for us? Uh, I'm going to go with episode 34 next. Thir episode 34 Ooh. was entitled A Graham of Thrones. <laughs> um uh, uh this one for me this i'm i'm very <laughs> sentimental about these shows right so so yes there are lots of fun and stuff like that but we had me and you graham we had a, a fantastic day out um and we recorded this a graham of thrones show so the, the idea was that uh i was starting uh i was starting a photo project where the idea was which um was going to be called chain reaction um and i was starting with taking photo a, a portrait photo session with people that i knew and the idea was those people would introduce me to somebody else and i would then have like a chain and i would get to meet new people um for various reasons uh possibly because strangers didn't feel like giving up their time to have me take their photograph uh the project didn't go quite as far didn't create as long a chain as i'd hoped um but we did have i do remember coming up to, to your house one day and we jumped in the van um which was of course full of gardening equipment and i threw all my lighting equipment equipment in there as well and we went off down these oxfordshire country roads uh, that got progressively smaller and more remote and and we ended up with this amazing well, i call it a cottage but it's enormous um just in in acres of its own land um and i really felt like we were trespassing and you're like <laughs> no it's okay you know it's all right they're they're clients of mine they're just not around and they don't mind if i pop around when they're not in it's like hmm, okay um and we spent the day in their garden uh taking photographs uh and uh, the 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 theme we were going for was a graham of thrones so we had uh, like a one of those metal garden tables i think that you know that, that made out of an old sewing machine or something like that and um yeah we had a backdrop and we had some lighting and we got all your gardening tools out and made you sit there like a king <laughs> mm -hmm. um and uh yeah that that was huge fun that was a great day and for me like i say I'm, I'm waxing sentimental at the moment um, and for me that's like a prime example of what sunny 16 is all about mm -hmm. which is just the fun and friends and having a good time and stuff like that so that's that's why i would pick that one and i'm just looking even back looking at the, those photos today um i'm still really pleased with those photos of how they came out you look positively regal graham was graham a good model? he was actually he was he was part of the creative process he, he just wasn't just one of these ones that just sits there looking pretty um you know, <laughs> I, mean, I did he, that as well but <laughs> well you tried yeah <laughs> Let's just say you balanced the yeah that with with, with the contribution of the creative <laughs> process, um, but no, we had a we had a great time, um, and uh, yeah, and the, some of the photos came out of it were great, so that was cool. I enjoyed that. 
but we had a huge fun uh, and just being in a garden setting up props working with light stands and cloths and clamps and lights and and all sorts of things and uh it was awesome fun and you were a great model thank you very much you were very happy to uh very happy to to take direction some people are even when when i try and i'm and, and giving direction is something of a, a, a learning thing for me as well. Um, but uh, some people don't like particularly to be directed and still feel quite uncomfortable. But you just got right into it. <laughs> <laughs> when I said to you, be Donald Trump saying you're going to make Oxfordshire great again. <laughs> like, you did it. I did, yeah, yeah. You know me, I, I will never hold back. That first photo, I'm looking at the photos now, that first photo, Graham, you look like um, Ian Brown. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. I think, actually, no, I'm pretty sure I don't mean thanks. I don't think that's a compliment. <laughs> that's, not, that's good. They could pick, uh, it's a lovely house, isn't it? <laughs> it is a lovely house, it yeah. Is, just clarified, not my house. No, uh, but it is house. a lovely house. <laughs> um, on, on the subject of that, I want to... Um, give a shout out to another one this was um i mean we did a few of these but the one that sticks most in my head was uh, episode 204 which was a groceries point blank which is oh, one of our show our assignment shows where we took some took some time out of actually sitting in front of a computer to record yeah and went and did some stuff and that one was one where uh we went to try and do some food or groceries photography mm. obviously hence the name groceries point blank um now that was a highlight for me. One, because doing those th- on assignment things where we just went out and did something and usually was only getting hours to go, was always good fun. Um, yeah. It was good fun doing it. But also for me as the person who edited them together, I always, I just really enjoy listening back to the mounting tension as the shoots go on as inevitably every because they're never calm like oh yeah i'm doing this i've got this got all my shots this is all great it's just panic rising and rising and in that one um this was amplified by john having this fairly elaborate idea of trying to capture um food falling out the bottom of a burst (laughs) um, carrier bag. So it's a a brilliant idea, but also a slightly crazy idea. And he, one of the things in his bag of groceries was blueberries. And (laughs) it just ended up with blueberries all over the floor. And so every now and again, oh no, I've stood on another blueberry. Oh no. Um, I think he was still clearing blueberries up some weeks later. So um, yeah. I, those on assignment shows are always good fun. We'll see, see what happens. Right, so here's the first test. I'm gonna. Fact, I don't need to do this on the stand. So I'm ripping open the bottom of the bag <laughs> on this. Bit of a uh, bit of board that I've got. Make sure it's a big enough hole for everything to fall through. Already the blueberries are escaping everywhere. Oh no, the bag's ripping everywhere. Oh, <laughs> the blueberries all over the place. Shit. Uh,
This is a terrible idea. I'm gonna have to go for plan B. What was plan B? I, I don't even know if I had a plan B. Right, here we go. Right, ah, oh, damn it. I'm stood in front of one of the flashes. <laughs> I've just checked the uh, the image on the back of the camera and it's uh, it's quite funny actually it's just a milk bottle suspended in midair can't see any of the fruit and veg so I'm going to sack off the milk because everything else is falling out oh no I've got mushed <laughs> blueberries all over the floor Oh, if I can capture some of these blueberries in midair, though, it's going to look great. Yep, bananas are bruised already as well. Just previewing the shot now. Oh, it looks pretty good, though. On the subject of um, mistaken identity, um, a, a listener imagined that um, Aid looked like a gentleman called James Bolam. Yes, I saw that this week. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Someone... So the, the, the famous actor, James Bond. Yeah, yeah. Someone the famous, very old. From your, imagine from your voice that you your appearance resembled <laughs> James Bolam. Okay. Um, That's an interesting yeah. thought. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to say right. yes, pretty much. <laughs> Nailed it. I had to Google, I had to Google who that was. So I honestly forgot um, a current picture of James Bond. See how much uh, he looks like James Boland now. Well, I mean, do you know what? It's a, a, you imagine people to, to look like, isn't it? From their voice hmm. and how close the reality is or isn't. Um, yeah. Yeah. It does throw you. It really does. Um, I'm going <laughs> to throw another one out here. Unless somebody else wants to jump in with another one. Somebody got another one to throw out? Uh, no. No, go for it. Okay, I, I mean, I have a couple, but go for it. Okay, All right, well, yeah. I'll, I'll throw a quick one out. One that I think is probably still like one of the peak moments of like, oh, here's an amazing thing that R Rach and I got to do. You didn't get to do this, unfortunately, because you were... I can't remember mm. why you just weren't anywhere near at the time, I think. You may have been away. Even, um was when we for show 100, Rach and I went to visit Ilford and got shown oh, yeah. around it. That was so cool. And it's like, oh, I can't mm. believe we're doing this. And meeting um, Matt and Michelle for the first time and going around this factory. It's like, God, this is w what a treat that was. And meeting all the people there. And uh, yeah, that was that and was definitely a, a real sort of like, oh, this is a cool thing that has come just because we've been doing this podcast for about that point, I guess a couple of years that we've been doing it, but yeah, that was good fun. That was good fun. The roll comes from 14 and it's coated down there. It's sent to us and it goes into a room upstairs where the machine slips it down into what we call pancakes, okay? So they're all 35 mil wide, various lengths, but it's normally around about five, 600 meters in length. They get transferred onto this line and then we turn this into the finished cassette, which is what we're going through now. Empty cassettes into the hopper here. Come through this conveyor here. It's a little FE4 train. <laughs> and it's turning the cassettes the right way around. And the reason for that is on the opposite side of the cassette there's a barcode and the machine's going to read the barcode. And that ensures there's no rogue cassettes get through and make sure it's just this batch that goes through. Yeah. Okay. In the mouthpiece of the cassette, it's lined with velvet to make it light tight. 
But when we feed the film into this cassette, the resistance is quite tight. So what we have to do is calibrate the mouthpiece. And that means all the fibres on the velvet are going to be pushed from that to that. Yep. So a piece of metal just goes inside, pushes all the fibres the same way, and then when the film gets fed in, there's less resistance and there's no scratching of the film. Once it's been calibrated... It's... I just remember I... you took some... You took some baking with you that um, she yeah. made. made. <laughs> That's right. I remember <laughs> that part. <laughs> oh, you remember <laughs> the part? I tell you, Matt also very much remembers that part. Whenever I see Matt, his first question is always, "Do you have any cakes?" Um, uh, and he was quite upset that I turned up to the photography show this year without any cakes because last year I did take some of Sinead's cakes to the photography show. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to jump in here then because one of my favourite bits of, of Sunny 16 is always the Sunny's Awards. Oh. Mm. So that is what I feel, Sunny. So, uh, yeah, I think def definitely going to do the Sunny's this year. And, yeah, it, it's it's just always good fun. It's a great, it's a great opportunity to celebrate stuff uh, and to get, you know, uh, lots of, yeah, we, I learn about stuff, learn, learn from the listeners about, you know, new things that perhaps I didn't know about. Um, mm. uh, and uh, I learned, is it HP5 is the best film in the world? <laughs> Seems like the most popular, <laughs> yeah. I think it's safe to say, the most popular. I mean, it was, it's been two years since we last did the studies because yeah, we missed one, doing it we? during the pandemic just didn't. Nobody was in mm -hmm. that frame of mind during the pandemic, so we didn't do it. But yeah, I think this winter, brace yourselves, everybody, get your posh frocks ready because the sunny's definitely going to have to return. Because yeah, they were a good time, and it's just nice seeing what everybody's been shooting, what everybody's been thinking, and and also it's been it, it, historically in the past, it's been a really good way to. Um, find out about you know we did one category for um zine or photo book of the year and got introduced to work that i wasn't familiar with before uh or best new gadget uh whatever it might be it's been really good some stuff there so they were they were good fun okay all right i'm gonna go for it here it is film of the year How i'm gonna do drum roll down Oh, you can do, because apparently I've got to scroll down for miles. <laughs> oh, hang on, did I goof it? I no, no, you're all right. I found it. I found it, but I haven't seen it yet. It's just pe peeking up at the bottom of my screen. Right, okay. so, drum roll. The Sunny's 2019 Awards grant film of the year to <gasps> Ilford HP5+. Plus. The shock winner. The shock. Uh, four We've been times. hacked. <laughs> the indefeatable Ilford HP5. Uh, wow. That's the fireworks going off. I am going to if 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 you guys are all right if we if we're pretty much done with this bit I've got one more show that I just want to give a shout out to, um, okay, and it's one that um it's it's one that unsurprisingly is a sort of a very personal one for me and that was show 174 which is Ilford Communications and that was a show where the first half of the show was uh, <coughs> chatting to Matt and Michelle um, about their new MG Deluxe paper mm -hmm. that was coming mm -hmm. out which was great but the second half of that show was a truncated recording of the day that John and I spent 
in my dark shed together. And that is, never mind shows, that's just one of my most fondly remembered days. Just hanging out, (laughs) huffing (laughs) chemical fumes and slowly losing our minds as we spent, I think, about, God, in total... Uh, over seven or eight hours in that shed. Well, my no, shed is not very big. That long? Wow. It was a really long time. John finally left after 12 o'clock. And, like, <laughs> and, as, the, and as it went on, we got um, selenium out quite late in the day and that stuff stinks. It's got like a spec sheet inside the box. It hasn't, has it? Uh, this one doesn't seem to. It, it might have done. Rachel might have stolen that. You know what she's like. I'm just wondering if they've changed the um, instructions from the previous paper. Um, because, like, multigrade 4 is. What is it? 30 seconds in 1 plus 9 developer? Oh no, it's 60 seconds for RC in 1 plus 9. <clears throat> then you stop that and then you fix uh, that one plus four is 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. So I'm just wondering if it's any different for the new paper. I don't know. Um, also, I haven't got any way of timing anything, so... Okay, so it doesn't <laughs> really does <it> matter. <laughs> Even <laughs> better. I have got... Uh, uh, okay, one, once you've done this... <laughs> <laughs> um, I have got a timer uh, which is um, helpfully uh, attached to the toaster in the kitchen so because <laughs> that's what you need is it the toaster <laughs> you, just... <laughs> you put it down you set it to um, thick white bread put that down and by the time it pops your your um, print's ready so uh, in the dip I guess yeah um, <laughs> I start counting I, I guess <laughs> <laughs> okay here we go right 60 seconds yeah I see yeah yeah. Uh, the other thing we didn't check was that you actually had the paper and the easel facing the correct way. What kind of an idiot do you take me for? Don't answer that the question. The Don't listen. Again, what kind of an idiot do you take me for? Fill paper, you better stop consistent changing. Consistent one. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. It is the consistency that is the important thing. Um, See, it's changing. I was forever. I knew I got it the right way around, (laughs) but you really made me doubt myself. I'm very glad to see that changing. I I was doing a print the other day, and I I put the paper in completely the wrong way around, and it just foxed me for ages. (laughs) I'm going through a phase of like complete uncertainty with what I'm doing at the moment, Mm. and I just seem to be making loads of mistakes, and I can't resolve them very quickly. Yeah, even though they're really basic things. Look at that. It's looking. Beautiful That's already, pretty good, isn't, isn't it? it? That's looking pretty what I'm saying about this paper, they like, so quite often I've been doing split grades to just really get nice images. Yeah. Like good contrast, good tonal range, all that malarkey. But this paper, it just it just pops. Yeah. For want of a, a better yeah. word. So do you reckon that's long enough? No. <laughs> Oh, come on. <laughs> Surely it's been 60 seconds. It's not even close to 60 seconds. Why? I bet it is. It's not. Listeners right in. Touch on these wrong. Yeah, that one is just, it was just such a fun day for me. And um, yeah, like I said, never mind just as a show, just as a day in my life, that will always be one of my mm. favourite days. So, um, Speaking of which... Shall we segue on to another good reason why we've got Matthew here, which is our exciting new film announcement. Does that sound like a good plan to you guys? It certainly does. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, I'm Stephen from Cosmophoto, and if I could have 300 of anything, I'd have 300 Soviet camera prototypes. Okay, hello guys, my name's Simon Riddell. Um, if I could have 300 of anything, it would definitely be 300 Sherpas. <laughs> my name's Paul. If I could have 300 of anything, I think it would have to be 300 underwater cameras. So I'd have one that worked when I flooded 299 of them. Um, so we talked about this back at the beginning of the year, back in February, March time, about that we were trying to do something. And basically it's taken this long to get to the point where it's done um, for no good reason whatsoever other than summer happened in between time. But uh, the long and short of it is we are going to have a very limited run of film uh, that we are going to be selling um, to raise money for a good cause. Um, the film is called... Uh, well, actually, A, do you want to you know, give the name for our fantastic film? Uh, absolutely, I'd be, I'd be honoured to. It is called Black and Whitmore. And can you remember what what the special what the special type of film is? Do you remember what it says on the big label in the middle? <laughs> <laughs> no, because I don't have any of it to refer to. So Banana. My brain is like a sieve. Yeah, it is uh, Banana Chromatic. Oh, yes, yes. Um, and Matthew, you did the fantastic uh, label for us for this film, didn't you? Yeah, at some stage this year. I don't remember when. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, February or March. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Um, yeah. It's it's an inspired label. It's I mean, you know, really the label, <laughs> I'm going to say largely the label, the unique film can, I mean, uh, well, by which I mean sticker on top of another film can, is arguably <laughs> the finest reason. It's a lovely label. Um, it's got not one but two pictures of John on the label, and one of my favourite things about this label, which Matthew created, is the small print on it. Um, so it says uh, in big letters, "Black and Whitmore, Banana Chromatic, uh, ISO 250, 24 exposures, approx." And this is an important thing. We're going to start the caveating early. That approximately, pay attention to that. It's probably going to be 24, might be 20, but also you might be the one lucky person who ended up with 30, 30 plus shots on it where I got distracted and forgot to stop <laughs> counting. <laughs> so I think generally I've erred on the slightly generous side, but look, you know, caveat emptor. Um, also in the small print it says, film poorly rolled by Graham <laughs> Jago. Now this is, <laughs> this is very important. I want you all to know... I did my best, okay? <laughs> I did my best, but you've had 300 episodes of listening to me. You know my best is piss poor quite frequently. <laughs> um, so there is a risk that this film may be lightly scratched, fingerprinted, um, cat hairs... <laughs> Um, biscuit crumbs, etc. <laughs> Graham hairs, etc., etc. Um, I have tested and I've done a test roll for each bit that I've done. It doesn't seem to have been completely exposed whilst I was loading it. So that at least I have got some pictures. It does seem to be working. There, but pursuant to that, I'm not sure that's the right word. There is some even smaller print which I'm going to try and read now. It says, "Caution: 
Sunny 16 podcast is not responsible if this film doesn't work, jams in your camera or jams in your crumpet. <laughs> Thank you very much, Matthew. But equally important small print, caution, Sunny 16 podcast is responsible if you use this film and you take an awesome photo and get famous. <laughs> so please remember these things when you buy this film. Um, very good work, Matthew. Um, so the way that and it was we very are... little bullying on your part to get that done. It was great. You did a fantastic job with it, and I'm very, very happy with the stickers for that. It's fantastic. Um, the way this film is going to be available uh, mm. is through our good friends at Analog Wonderland. Um, Paul is being fantastic. Uh, he is selling this film for us because obviously they've got all the logistics, um, but all of the money from the film is going to charity. The, it is going to the British Lung Foundation. So all the money raised by selling this film is going to the British Lung Foundation um, because it was a lung condition. Hang on a second. I'm going to... Where did I put my foot? Just bear with Corla. Um, I asked Anne-Marie um, when I was speaking to her to find out what charity she would like us to donate this money to. Um, and I asked her to remind me um, what the name of the condition that um, killed John was. Um, and I'm going to have a go at reading it because uh, it's really long words. It was idiopathic intrapulmonary hemorrhage. Um which is something that seems to be so rare that you'll basically find almost nothing about it on the internet. Um, but it is a lung condition. So all proceeds from selling mm -hmm. this are going to that. Um, Paul isn't taking any cut from this at all, despite the fact that he's having to deal with all of the selling. For it. So what I would say is, if you're there buying some of this stuff, maybe think about buying another roll of film to support them. Um, the mm. way that we're going to sell it is that basically we're gonna, you can buy a roll of film and the zine, you get one of John's zines for, I think, £10. I think we're probably going to go with £10. That seems like a pretty bargain-alicious price yeah. to get one of John's zines and the role of Black and Whitmore film. Um, and hopefully, by the time you hear this, this should be up on the Analog Wonderland website. Obviously, we'll put links in the show note. There are not very many roles of this and not very many zines to go with it. I think at most we might have about 70 Combos total. Mm -hmm. 70 rolls of film and zines to go with, I think. So that's hopefully we're getting for. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, if you want a roll of film, if you want to know what the film is like, it's a black and white film. And I would say that its qualities are remarkably similar to those of Eastman Double X. <laughs> remarkably <laughs> similar. <laughs> Which is a really a... nice film. Um Mm. But um, so I I hope you will support this one because it's basically just donating money to a really good charity. Two, you get not only um, a one of a kind film canister with a fantastic sticker on which you'll be able to keep and love forever. Don't send it off to a blooming lab and never see it again. Keep that film canister. Um, but also you'll get one of John Zines uh, with his photography in it. And um, it will be, I think, either one of his choosing and losing zines or his pictures from Sri Lanka. We've got some of both of those. Mm. So, um, so yeah, that's that. Go to Analog Wonderland. Find Black and Whitmore Banana Chromatic. I will put some pictures on there because I've taken some test shots with this to prove that it isn't completely buggered. <laughs> 
Um, and uh, got some nice pictures. I took some pictures at the photography show, and um, it worked pretty well there. Uh, so that's good. Um, take some pictures of the canister so I can put it on Instagram. I will take yeah. some pictures of the canister. So, um, yeah. Is, isn't it John's face and a banana? John's face, exactly. John's face <laughs> and the banana, which is <laughs> John's the number one prop. On the, on the, yeah. Always no. eating a banana, that man. Mm. That man's diet was unbelievable. Bananas and and gallons of blooming orange juice. So, um, so yeah, that is banana chromatic. Have you guys got anything else on that you want to mention at this point? Uh, not that I can. Not nothing. Nothing factual. Yeah. Just all the emotions that go with it. To be honest, but uh, yeah. <laughs> does yeah. Analog Wonderland send to Australia? <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, it, it absolutely it, does. It absolutely does. I'm just laughing does. because that was a controversial thing I asked once. <laughs> yes, it was. I remember that. I do remember yeah. that. But no, they they do. <laughs> if there are, if there are any if there are any challenges, uh, we will make sure you get a couple of rolls, yeah, Matthew. Definitely. Oh my god. I I just want to say actually that like a large part of the reason that we've done this is because one we we just wanted to. We wanted to raise money for John, and we were like, "Okay, well, you know, the Sunny Sixteen Pocket, we could we could just donate some money towards a charity." But this is a it's a more fun thing to do to raise more money. You know, we, it makes mm. more from the money that you know, that which thanks to our coffee supporters. You know, this is what we use to pay for the film and pay for the stickers. It's thanks to our fantastic coffee supporters. Um, but the other reason is because getting some film that's remarkably similar to Double X as a bulk roll and doing something fun was it was something that John and I talked about doing we we was like oh yeah that we could do that that'd be a good thing get loads of this and do some of that and I don't know what we'd do with it but and it's it's really nice to to see an idea through and to go hey look we did this thing um and we made it happen so I that's another really important reason to me why mm. I really wanted to see this project through and um yeah and I hope that people will have some fun with it. It's a nice film, and um, and it's a nice label, and it's just a nice way to get some of John's work as well. So yeah, nice, good stuff. Nice. Remember trip. him. Remember him in your hashtags when you're uploading your photos to Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, I'm Matt, and if I could have 300 of anything, I would have 300 of Sinead's Millionaire Shortbread Cookies. I'm Holly, and if I could have 300 of anything, I would have 300 boxes of Ilford's cotton rag paper to paint all over. Hi, I'm James, and I like 300 rolls, 35 and 120 of Delta 400. I'm Yuho, and I would like 300 Leica R lenses. Hello, Billy Sanford here, and if I could have 300 of anything, it seems like the only sensible answer would be to say 300 cat themed inspirational posters cheers well listeners if any of you are still left because this has been <laughs> quite a 
whopping epic, epic podcast monster, monster show <laughs> it's a monster show nobody can say that you do not get your bandwidth worth it with <laughs> with a sunny 16 podcast especially when we hit the big numbers uh next week you'll be pleased to know we've taken a, a team decision to make even longer podcasts between 300 and a thousand um so <laughs> back to the two and a half hour epics no because no, we'll all die of old age doing something like that anyway right okay never mind so no it's been great so i've i've really enjoyed the the, the bits and bobs that we've heard i've really enjoyed the conversations that we've had i've really enjoyed putting together uh the, uh, the show that we've all just been listening to show 300 of sunny 16 at this point i would like to say a very big thank you to graham Mm. because this show would not exist if it wasn't for graham and all the hard work that he will be doing behind the scenes and has done behind the scenes already to put this all together it's been quite a, a big effort i feel i feel very much like we should wait and see how much of a car crash this is when it comes out but, <laughs> but i thank you thank you nonetheless. No, no pressure mate no pressure <laughs> <laughs> if it's an absolutely badly organized disaster then eh, business as usual i guess so uh, I, we, we we decided coming into this that we we wouldn't um, we wouldn't wax too lyrical in our reflections on what it's been like to be a team for for three hundred shows, uh, but we did say that we would like to remember our friend who can't be with us here today. Yeah. Um, you know, we all have our wonderful memories uh, of John and uh, what he brought to us and our little team here, and you know it's. It, it, it's a it's a sad time for us yeah and uh it's a shame he cannot be here we wish he could um yeah 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 absolutely, absolutely. he should be here and mm. not not a day goes by when i don't think about our friend john i re there really doesn't um yeah. mm. he does he's always with us he is always with us he is and uh although as of course if we just heard uh yeah banana crime <laughs> exactly exactly and what better way to celebrate than that what better way, so. <laughs> absolutely couldn't agree more right so uh this has been show 300 just in case you missed the number of times i've said 300 uh today uh has anybody got any little announcements they'd like to make or any other business <laughs> Any last business? Any last business? Yeah, any just one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just one quick bit of business. Um, because because of all the work I've been doing, I feel it's long overdue that I took a break. Um, so uh, that's exactly what I'm going to do for a little bit. Um, I am stepping back from doing the main show for a bit um, to give myself a bit of extra brain space, um, just to. Try and fit some room to do some creativity elsewhere, both photographically, maybe podcast-wise. Who knows? I don't know. Um, but yeah, just it's been 300 episodes. In fact, on the actual Sunny 16 um, feed, the number of shows is, I think, with this one, I think we're about 410 including backing paper and various other stuff. And, and you've done about 99% of those shows. <laughs> yeah, so um, so I, I don't know about you guys. I'd like to say that I'm hardly sick of the sound of my own voice, but clearly no one's going to believe that. It's definitely not true. But you guys may well be getting hardly sick of the sound of my own voice. So, yeah, I'm going to be stepping back from doing the Sunny 16 podcast for a while, um, but I'm still going to be around. I'm still going to be very much part of the team, beavering away in the background um doing stuff on sunny 16 presents helping keeping all that running we actually put out for show 100 um billy and i <laughs> put out 
a thing. I think is the best way of describing it. Age you've listened is a thing. The best way of describing it. It is. And may I, with reference to your thing, not only did I thoroughly enjoy it, and it made me giggle on my railway commute this morning. Um, just if I may, a little bit of professional advice <laughs> as, as you step forwards towards Sunny Sixteen Presents as a channel. Um, maybe you might want to consider being nicer to your team members over there, <laughs> because otherwise. Uh, and possibly also a bit nicer to the people you're asking to contribute on Sunday 16 Presents. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, I'd like to say I'll do my best, but I won't. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, mate, um, go with our love and our best wishes. Um, you know, it, it it is good to take a break sometime and come back refreshed. Uh, you know, I remember when I took a break uh, and it was really good for me for taking a break from, from Sunday 16. Mm. Um, my, my only real downside there is i think i took too long off a break um so you know bear that in mind don't stay mm -hmm. away too long uh mm -hmm. but uh, uh we will keep your seat warm for you or we'll send yeah. this cat around <laughs> to do that or something like that um and uh not literally obviously um uh please give sinead our addresses so we can continue with cake delivery Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, honestly, I am genuinely just quite excited about listening to a Sunny 16 podcast that doesn't have one slightly overdominant voice in it. I'm quite interested to see what happens when that um, foot gets lifted off the throttle and somebody else gets a chance to get a word in edgeways. Well, of course, you you have to listen to them as you as you stitch them together as well. So you'll you'll get to hear them fresh. As mm -hmm. well. It should be as a as a, a consumer of. As a, you'll, you'll be a podcast listener. Will you? Will you write us emails? Will you send emails? I might rest assured if I'm not happy, you'll get an email. <laughs> will you? Will you? Uh, will you enter the uh, the cheap shots challenge? Yes, yes, very much so, and win, and continue to win the cheap shots challenge as I have done as a host. Mm -hmm. And and will you come back momentarily as a guest host uh, for the judgment of the Holger Week Street category? Because yeah. I believe you've uh, volunteered us for that role as well. Yeah, yeah. I think as I did agree to that on our collective behalf, I will, I will also take on that delightful chore as well. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't. Okay. I will not. Um, skirt my duties in that sense <laughs> well do you know what if there was a long service award for sunny 16 you'd have won it a long time ago <laughs> um and as i say go with our love and our support i look forward to hearing what happens on the sunny 16 presents <laughs> look forward to having you back here on the main channel yeah. every now and again as a guest um, Absolutely. Uh, um, yeah and yeah sorry Rachel, yeah. Go. no i was just i was just gonna say if any listeners want to write in it means that we can uh, we could do a show of uh emails about graham <laughs> leaving <laughs> without <laughs> him here to refute them right after we did the back show yeah <laughs> <laughs> graham um, has stopped me for doing for six yeah. years oh man you know, that if, if that's what happens if the next show is the bag show i'll be like okay i've got to come straight back <laughs> But it has no, been that's a, a spin-off of I Dream of Cameras that I'm doing with Gabe. It's called I Dream of Camera Bags. <laughs> it has gen genuinely, though, been a, a while since we've done an email show, back in paper or anything like that. So if, um, if any listeners would like to write in, tell us a little bit about, you know, at this momentous occasion, we hit show 300. We've um, had TPS 2022. Graham's decided to abandon the ship. <laughs> um so you know there's, there's plenty to be writing about um send us an email to sunny 16 podcast at gmail.com um and we'll save them up and we will maybe have a uh 
uh, a backing paper show at some point where we can read them out and we can all have a little chat about those. That'd be lovely. Yeah. And we won't make sexist jokes about the size of our mail bag either, like some other podcasting. What word they use in the most recent one? Engorged. That's, oh, honestly, that's what's happened since they've left the present feed. It's gone downhill. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, who, whoever thought Sunny 16 Presents would be holding up the, the flag for quality production? <laughs> so, uh, Graham, did you realise that you were still going to be editing all of these? Uh, <laughs> had anybody told you this? <laughs> I've got to do something whilst I've sat here. The thing is, I... I, I I was chatting to Billy about this, um, Billy Sanford, and um, I, this podcast is, by an infinity, the thing that I am most proud of ever being part of, and it's the biggest body of anything that I'm ever going to do. It's kind of like to look back and go, huh, look at look at all those things behind us trailing in our wake. We did that. <laughs> I'm pretty proud of it all. I think we should all be pretty proud of what we've done. Yeah. Like... Yeah bringing up kids right it's the chaos yeah i did a worse job with that <laughs> yeah we're, we're a very bizarre bunch of of um preschoolers maybe mm. <laughs> as our collective uh, co-hosts can you imagine yeah little uh yeah in the in the school playground trying to put together a podcast <laughs> pretty much oh, oh yeah. graham it's uh yeah it's gonna be really weird without you um here oh peaceful um and yeah so quiet so peaceful um graham who so, oh, sorry that's next week so non-argumentative that's the next cheap mm. shot challenge graham who <laughs> <laughs> all right all right okay and on that then uh that note um Thank you once again for listening to show 300. For those of you that made it this far uh, <laughs> next week, uh, we will be back with a slightly shorter show, uh, possibly, <laughs> um, if you're lucky, uh, which will include, hopefully, the launch of the new Cheat Shots Challenge. <laughs> right. So, oh, Rachel's got something. You know? Just one just one thing before you close out, out the show for us, Aid, as you do such a fantastic job each time. Um, I, I don't know whether um, you'd had a chance to say yet, but we did want to say a huge thank you to all our listeners and everybody who continues to keep supporting us on Coffee uh, or Kofi and uh, you know, our, our account there. Um, we, we so appreciate it. It really does mean such a lot to us. And I realised that we hadn't had a chance to really talk about that uh, recently. So we'd collectively said we want to make sure that we've uh, we've thanked everybody for that as well. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we really that, That's it. a good point. As, as Graham and Billy pointed out in the recent Sunday 16 Presents staff meeting, uh, none of this stuff <laughs> would be possible without the people that support us. And that's the people that listen, the people who contribute where they can and where they choose to. Uh, we are absolutely grateful for that. And it enables us to, with, with, with the economic and moral fortitude uh, to keep to, to, to keep this show running in the way that you love <laughs> <laughs> by second graham <laughs> exactly <laughs> no no stick to the cover story rate <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're gonna miss you okay <laughs> Okay, right. Well, uh, we will play you out now because uh, it is the end of the show. Uh, I think um, we will play you out now with Rachel's band rocker. You so oh. long, farewell. We should do. <laughs> <laughs> Crack on, Claire. Are you going to sing, Claire? No, go on, Claire. Go, go yeah. for it, Claire. Sing us a little song. Yeah.
thought that's what we should sing for Graham. <laughs> you're no regret, Rian, Graham. That's what we should do. <laughs> we will play right now with Rachel's band Rocker. You can get their album Promise Association kept out all good places on the internet because, as we all know, and as I say many times a week, uh, that is the mark of a good place on the internet. We'll be back next week, sadly bereft of Graham, but pushing forward and enjoying ourselves as always. Take care, folks. Bye-bye. 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 300, woo! <laughs> woo! <laughs>